This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Gelsman gets there. Another good kick from him and here's Hartman now. Hartman going past one man, finding Wagstaff. Wagstaff turning well, setting up Chilton. Now then, everybody, we are here for the potentially final episode of the To Hull and Back podcast this season. We, we are in dis- we'll, we'll see what we can We're do in summer. Uh, depends, on, depends on what we've got to speak about and things like that. We'll definitely keep you posted. Uh, obviously, before we start, um, our sponsors, as always, uh, Six Yards Out and uh, Candy King. So Six Yards Out is your home for retro memorabilia. You can customise coasters, phone cases, cushions, things like that with any sort of retro gear, you know, kit out of your house in uh, maybe the 93-inspired kit, something like that if you wanted, or a good Father's Day present, something, you know, brilliant prices, 4.2 stars on Trustpilot. Uh, and then obviously Candy King, the Hull's local business, so, you know, we like to promote local. Uh, they're a new pick-and-mix sweet shop delivery service, you know, the all the comments they've got back from customer service in terms of feed, feedback for for how they speak to people, how quick their delivery is and everything has been top-notch and their their mixes are absolutely brilliant. Um, I've just had to stop myself from eating them because I'm putting on too much weight. So as we get into it then, we've, we, we've obviously not done an episode in quite a while. Uh, we've had a few games, but um, time is of the essence. So we're not going to get into them all and we'll rather not talk about the Bristol City game. We'll just ignore that, pretend that even happened. We'll do a Barnsley scenario. Um <laughs> Reading good, yes. <laughs> yeah, Reading was good. Reading was good. Did I went to that game. Cardiff. Cardiff was good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Reading and Cardiff games were good. Well, we've had some good home results recently. I guess our yeah, home we switched. and away, home and away switched. Switched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I went to the um, the Reading game. Uh, so it was nice. I mean, me, me and the little one have been to two home games, and we've con- scored five and conceded zero. So. It's looking like I'm going to have to get her a membership in it because uh, she's obviously a lucky charm. <laughs> um, so, well, well, we can briefly talk about um, the Reading and the Cardiff games and obviously because they're positives. Um, you know, a couple of good wins, um, which we've not experienced at home for a long time. Um, it was a long time coming, I think. Was it the Cardiff game we played in the away kit? It took the, mm-hmm. um, the shot and made the decision, didn't it, to, to, to try and um, maybe... Superstitious. Yeah, get rid right? of that superstition. It mm-hmm. did. It did. Obviously, it did. well, we don't know if the kit worked itself. Obviously, we won. But yeah. um, I think one of the positives we can take from the Cardiff game onwards, and I think a lot of people will agree, um, 
Ali Arsai Admanesh, like, you know, he came with a lot of hype. He did. Um, we didn't get to see much of him because obviously he got injured. Um, you know, came into the starting 11 against Cardiff. How do we think he's been since being introduced then? Banging. Baller. What makes, him diff- what makes him so... so? What, one thing I, I was... I, I appreciate it, please. One thing I was really surprised at, like, you th- expect, you know, if he's been playing abroad or, um, you know, he's a new player coming from abroad, uh, we're signing him as a young player as well, he's not very experienced, then maybe maybe he's got the qualities, like maybe Milinkovic, you know, he had the qualities and young player came in from abroad um, and then just didn't, uh, or Ben Arthur or something, and then didn't assert himself. Whereas... Syed Manesh, his, his um, you know, full, uh, what's it called, pressing and his work rate is, you know, absolutely terrific. And so, you know, he's got the skill and he's got the work rate, whereas some players who've got the skill maybe don't put in as much effort as they should do. Um, like I know a lot of player, uh, people were, were unhappy with Grzycki because, you know, he didn't uh, track back all the time, but that doesn't seem to be the case with him. And, you know, he scored his first goal from pressing and, and uh, pressing the goalkeeper so that's been my, uh, my most uh, the thing that's impressed me the most but he's obviously got the dribbling skills to go with it as well yeah i mean it's t- it's it's when when these kind of players come across especially young players because it's easy to forget that this lad's only 20 years old mm. uh, to come into a league like the championship which is very difficult to sort of land on your feet um it's I mean, you, you see players that are from like League Two and League One struggle to make the step up to the championship. And this kid's come from, you know, a, a league out of his country uh, for the first time, out of his comfort zone. Obviously, maybe had a little bit more time to settle into the squad and everything because with him being injured, he wasn't sort of thrust straight into the first team action and, and sort of, you know, would have spent a lot of time on the training ground getting used to the players and the system and the manager and whatnot. But as soon as he's come into the team, he's, he's left absolutely everything on the field for me. Um, he's, he's, like we say, his he's work effort, is he looks like he's got a bit of skill about him but i think what surprises me and a lot of people will and i don't know if you agree is for what appears to be quite a lean and slim guy he's quite physical he's quite strong he likes to get you know he likes to get stuck in and he's not had he's, he's not um he don't fan away from a from a, a 50 50 does he he seems a bit shit healthy, which i like mm. he seems like the sort of player who properly wind up the defense mm. Maybe defenders don't expect it either because of his build. Yeah, hmm. I think that is a, he's, he's he's got a surprising amount of strength for when you look at him, and like you say, his work rate is similar to Eve's. Well, that's the thing with Eve's. Eve's has got the work rate, but not really the pace and the reaction. Whereas Ali yeah. seems to have the the pace and the sort of ability to read the game fast mm-hmm. as well as that work rate. Yeah, so he's got he's got maybe a little bit extra in terms of what Eves can offer, but I think obviously Eves is different in terms of he's a bit more aerial and he'll hold it up better. But Sadnesh, to be fair, also in the air doesn't seem bad. He he's wins got a, a few headers when it comes to him. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit like mm-hmm. he reminds me of McLean. Do you remember Aaron McLean when he was um, obviously quite a small geezer, but he had a good jump? Bambi was the same as well, wasn't he? But Shame I hope um, he's um, yeah, a better yeah. finisher than McLean was. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, well, he's not really had many chances. Um, I mean, Burnsy was saying on the commentary, like every five minutes, which got a bit annoying that he wants to see him play with, you know, up top with someone like Eves. And then maybe he'd actually have a few more chances to score. But I think for you know, his age and his relative inexperience, um, 
uh, coming in and playing that number one kind of a sole striker role. He's done extremely well. Uh, and hopefully, uh, apparently, we should be signing him permanently in the next few weeks. So hopefully that goes through. Uh, and then we'll definitely have a, a a very good, promising player for the future. Yeah, for what seems to be quite a relatively low fee as well. I think two million. Mm. It was. It's, it's apparently out. been agreed, isn't it? Yeah, for for, for a twenty-year-old with what is clearly huge potential, um, is is quite. And he's better than figure. James Scott, isn't he? We spent around well, that yeah, on yeah, James Scott. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, James Scott's an interesting one actually. We can come to him later and ask about what what um what got an assist the other day. Did he? Yeah, um, got assisted the season. Well, I don't think he's done much else, has he? No. Um, so obviously, yeah, he took his first goal well against Cardiff. You know, um, a nice little sort of dink over the keeper, and then uh, a slot into an open net. But the confidence to do that um, against that goalkeeper, um, obviously in front of the away fans as well, was quite good to see. Um, and then obviously. Louis Coyle, who um, I've personally, I know I've, I've given him a bit of stick for his role in the right wing back um, system, because I don't think he quite has the speed nor the physicality to do that, has been proving me wrong the last few weeks. And I'm quite happy for him to do that. Uh, got himself a goal quickly after. A uh, nice little left. He's actually he scored with his left foot twice, hasn't he? He scored it against Forrest. If we yeah, it's a bit odd that. Two left feet goals, yeah. Well, depending um, on whether you're going to give him the goal from Saturday. Yeah. Well, should we get on to Forrest? Then? We talked <laughs> well, yeah, about we, these we, we've got back in the past anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm. we can get on to Forrest. So, obviously, potentially could have been a really good game in terms of, you know, Forrest could have been in with an automatic chance. Um, they fluffed it and lost to Bournemouth. So, it was a dead rubber game for both, really. Well, the I only, imagine, the only though, thing on if promotion had been, you know, if that, that last-minute goal had stopped them getting promoted, that would have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was been, fantastic uh, regardless. Of the fact oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the only thing that was actually on uh, the table to play for was where Forrest finished in the playoffs. I don't know if they preferred to finish third or fourth in terms of who they were playing, etc. But um, they played kind of more of a weakened side. It was a strong side that, that you know, was more than capable of beating us. But, you know, the likes of Brendan Johnson and then Wet didn't start. Um, and... I thought, you know, as the game went on, we more than matched them. You know, they were still, we've got to remember that this this team, since Steve Cooper's taken over, has taken a ridiculous amount of points and they're a really good side. Third in the table, well, was third in the table for a reason. And we more than matched them, um, especially like, you know, like we said at home, the, the, the forms turned around. Um, what was your thoughts on the game then, Will? Because you was obviously there. Um, quite, uh, was what was the atmosphere like as well? Because um, was, was there many Forest fans in the Omen spotted? Or If there was, they kept quiet. Um and I didn't notice him when Forrest scored, to be honest, because I was too busy celebrating City's goal straight away. Um, I thought it was a good form from City. I thought they got better as the game got went on, to be honest. Um, it was funny, you're thinking, oh, they yeah, got Brennan Johnson, Jed Spence, Sam Surridge, all these players on. But when they came on, I thought we played better when they were on the pitch. Rose to the challenge of it. Yeah, and I think I think a part of it, and I know you'll be annoyed with me and Nathaniel for saying this, but a part of it is when Longman went off, and Coyle came on, we suddenly looked a lot better as well. Well, it was an inspired substitution as he scored, you know? So I can't really complain too much. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think one of the only criticisms I've had of Shotter in the last few weeks is that sometimes his substitutions either come, like, you know, it's the wrong player or they come far too late, whereas the, the subs in that game were spot on. They're exactly what we needed at the time. Um 
I, I th- like like we say, we we definitely deserved at least a draw. I mean, we we probably could have on the basis of good chances in the game. Actually, I mean, KLP missed that absolute sitter, didn't he? Um, just before they went up and got the penalty. I'm quite glad um, he went the way he did, to be honest, because that celebration running from where I was stood in E2 to E1 with everyone else, and I'm pretty certain I bruised a few ribs. It was <laughs> such an, a nice feeling. Because it, it was the way that the Forest fans had been so over the top with their celebration. Brennan Johnson ran off, tore his shirt off, flares on the pitch to try to invade the pitch, acting like they've got promotion even though they mm. fucked it against Bournemouth a few days Sounds earlier. like the celebration police. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't get into that on Twitter. Honestly, for the last four days, every single notification of mine on Twitter has been Forest fans replying to whatever I put about them. Because someone put a video up, didn't they, of, of our celebrations in the stand, and a Forest fan shared it, and they were all commenting saying, oh, celebrating a jaw like that, it's embarrassing. <laughs> when they'd celebrated a penalty for essentially what what wouldn't have made any difference to their season, barring who they played this, in the playoffs. This is what I was going like to get on to. It's just yeah, an equally it's, meaningless the, the goal. Is, that's why I think we all celebrated like we did, because it was like a fuck you, essentially. Yeah. It was a response to what they did. I mean, their celebrations yeah. would... I, I could see it on the, on the, on the stream that I had. The, their celebrations were absurd. The, the amount of people that were trying to get onto the pitch for that goal, and I just sat there thinking, what are you doing? And then obviously when I was went in and I seen them, I thought, yes, go on. Because that that's exactly what we should have been doing in response to that. Um so And what what the thing about Forest fans, they disappointed me overall because they brought a full lot, they brought loads, fair play to them. But the atmosphere from them, I thought there were gonna be more from them, considering the way they are in the table as well. Mm, yeah, but obviously if they'd have beaten Bournemouth, they'd have probably Offered a bit more in terms of atmosphere. Maybe four thousand fans shouldn't be that quiet, though. On yeah, mm. true. Yeah, considering what we had eighteen thousand in the stadium and they made four thousand of them up. You know, this should be quite. Uh, that's another thing, actually. The first home game we had about ten thousand, just under, and then we've doubled it, which just shows how much has cha- changed since that first game. Yeah, I mean, it's what was it? Um, I'm sure someone somewhere posted on Twitter that it's our high. Maybe the city can't actually. It was our highest league since 2017. Since the Premier, yeah, so, right? yeah. yeah. Obviously, the away fans had a big part to do with that. Um, but I, I just think well, also Hull KR were yeah. playing that day, and there was about seven thousand that went there, weren't there? So it could have been even more. To be fair, uh, I mean, like, we've, we've spoke about attendances before, anyway. Don't we? we know that it's going to be tough for for a lot of people to come back, and, and we'll see what happens in the summer in terms of pricing. And but I expect uh, crowds to go up next season, even oh, if it's just I a think... little bit. They obviously will. Turning up at the Botanic and seeing Adrian walking is also going to help people think, oh, I think I might go back. Mm. Mm. Oh, actually, was, was you in the Botanic before the game then, Will? Unfortunately not. No, I was I've seen the videos. To be, I was planning to be, and I lost my wallet, so mm. I had to go find that. And by the time I got back, that had already happened. Oh, gutted. So I no, the, it did look interesting, the videos and the pictures have all been fun. I know... Um, what was it Paul Paul Reese put a picture up didn't he, with that guy and he's ended up being interviewed on like the Turkish uh, YouTube channels and all sorts to do with um and, and asked to do an interview with the actual like Survivor series thing and stuff. I don't know what's going on, it's a bit crazy. Um but they sounded like they were a good laugh, them lot, especially that one guy that obviously got in the photos a lot. It seemed good seemed a good laugh. Imagine obviously how many owners are gonna get behind the bar and start chanting with your fans and stuff. It's amazing, isn't it? Like that feeling just it's nice to see. Um, and we can rave about Adjin and how amazing he's all day. Uh, but back to the Forest game then, obviously. So I'm going to ask uh, you and Nathaniel, the penalty 
Um, obviously, Tom Huddleston coming on for like his swan song in City Colours. Um, harsh penalty, or do you think it was the right decision? I've barely seen it. Ask Will, and I'm going to watch it again. Okay. Will, what did you think? What a Sun fan you are. Um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, uh, my completely unbiased view is he died like a little shite. Um, it was soft. It was <laughs> soft. I've seen him given, but it was a soft penalty. Well, it, it feels wasn't... soft because, like, he's come behind him because it, it feels unfair because Huddleston didn't even know he was there. But I think from what I saw, it's still a penalty. However, do, I'm going to watch it in slow motion. He didn't do what Luke did earlier. Like, he didn't do that. No, well, but I... was, he's, he's collected the ball, Annie, and then he swung to clear the ball. And he's the player, the, the Forest player has been very clever. Come on the blind side of Huddleston, come in front and made sure he kicked him instead of the ball. So, you know, in the letter of the law, to me, it is a penalty. Um, it was just very clever from the Forest player and a bit, you know, a bit too cool from Huddleston. Why are we focusing so much on the penalty and not what happened 30 seconds later? Oh, because Stone, we're coming Stonewall on penalty. Just what, it's Stonewall penalty. It's annoying. No, but I thought the funny thing was that when we scored, everyone runs to the corner with Kyle. Huddleston goes back and shouts at the ref because uh, <laughs> he was so yeah. annoyed at the penalty. But um, yeah, it's a shame. Um, should we talk about Huddleston? That's a good segue. Uh, no, no, seems no. Be... Yeah, we'll Something happened 30 seconds after the yeah. penalty. So obviously, Why are we goal goes. This? The penalty off. goes in. Wait, Will. Right. So penalty goes in, and the 92nd minute, we all think that's game over. Uh, even Baz tweeted out, and that's it. That's wrapped it up. Uh, I would do, Forest fan. Um, I still kept listening <laughs> to the radio, honestly. Uh, um, but then we take the kickoff. We go up the other end, and uh, a certain Louis Coyle just decides to take a bit of a spontaneous chip into the box with his weak foot. Forest defenders absolutely nowhere. KLP sort of swings at it. Whether he touches it or not is is up to debate. Uh, it ends up in the far corner. By oh, just a hurtful swing in the box, you mean a belting finesse strike right into the bottom corner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's one of those, though, if Lewis Potter isn't there, uh, the keeper would have dealt with it. But because yeah, he it's... sees Lewis Potter, he doesn't know whether to move or not. Yeah, it's KLP's it presence that, that sort of leaves Samber in two, yeah. two minds because if KLP touches it, he's going into the other corner. So in a way, it is Lewis Potter's goal, isn't it, really? If you think about it like that. <laughs> but he's that. got an assist. Not, well, not if he's not touched it, which he didn't touch no. it. So really, it isn't his goal. Oh, you know I have what? to zoom in and look at that now. On one of the replays, it does look like he has a tiny touch, but only on one of the angles. I would personally give it to Coyle because... I'd give it to Coyle because KLP didn't touch it. <laughs> well, that's always a good that. sign to give it to a certain player mm. I'd, I'd give I'd, it long man. it's like McGinnis and McGinnis and Greaves last season though at least McGinnis got a brush of it yeah or when, do you remember when Bowen scored against was it was it Charlton or Forest I can't remember some team in red it yeah it was Borough when, 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 yeah, it was yeah. someone in red and he gave it to Eves and yeah, he scored from 30 yards but yeah, well, yeah. it is his goal though so, it's Coyle's goal. I'm not having it's it. It's weird how deflections work, isn't it? Because if you if you if you take a shot at a defender, but it's going on target, but it deflects in, it's not an own goal. It's that player's goal. But if you it depends are on the on same team and well, it hits that the, player and goes in, it's the that dubious goal. goals panel doesn't care about the essence of the goal. It just cares about well, who who ta- who touched it. That that's all it it really matters about. Well, it's Coyle's goal then because KLP didn't touch it, but it was a goal. Irrelevant. Whoever scored it, it doesn't matter. It was it, a goal. It and then, looks like it touches it, but I don't think he did. And so then he bounces up comes, right, he's about to touch it. 
yeah. some absolute limbs in the East Stand. That yes, it's an absolutely beautiful video to watch. It is amazing to see that that sort of energy in the stadium again. Hopefully, that sort of replicated next season. When hopefully we're we're challenging for top half finished. Yeah. I want to say I'm on that playoffs. video, but I think me and Rodri, who I stand in front of, had already ran by that point to E1. So I don't think I'm even oh, on yeah, that video. I've really already gone. No, I've already gone by the time that video is mm. already. No, I don't even think Lewis Butters anywhere near it. Thank you. <laughs> but we, we ended up with a point. Yeah, we scored. Yeah. We ended up with a point. Respect uh, the know, point. When when you go one nil down in the ninety second minute, you're always going to take a point, aren't you? And obviously, it meant terrific nothing to our season. Yeah, it meant nothing to our season. It 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 probably meant nothing to Forest other than they're playing United instead Hopefully of. Luton. It meant a lot to Forest, really. Well, it means a lot to whoever gets promoted because because Forest Forest would have gone from playing Luton to playing Sheffield United, and the form difference between those two teams. is massive. Yep, yeah, you say that, but I went on a Nottingham Forest channel the other night, and they wanted Sheffield United. Why they just beat Fulham 4 0? Described Luton <laughs> as a horrible team to play. So, why well, Luton go up regardless? Well, Their record against Luton everyone is, yeah. everyone wants Luton to go up, don't they? Well, except yeah. Huddersfield and Jeff United and Forest. <laughs> yes, anyone but Huddersfield. Everyone, like every neutral fan, wants well, Luton I to go hope up. they want them to go up anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any, any neutral fan, you know. That isn't like has some sort of connection to like Sheffield wants them to go up because you know they're just they just got relegated like that's boring. Mm. So yeah, I mean of course we got Matt Ingram, Reese Burke, and Snodgrass, all and Bradley, and Sonny Bradley. Yeah, Mm. but so obviously we ended up with a point means nothing realistically to us. Uh, we finish on 51 points and in 19th place where Nathaniel wanted us to finish because that's Ooh. very predictable for me. Um, do, was there any standout players in that game then? Could we give Man of the Match to someone? Was was there? Uh, a, Brennan some... Johnson looked good. <laughs> oh, you mean from our team? Well, well, I mean, Greaves seemed to put in several really good yeah. tackles. So I was surprised. I think Honeyman won the... Um... No, Greaves won it. Oh, Greaves won the uh, man of the match. Well, I think yes. that's. I'll go with the majority vote. Uh, Greaves deserved it. Do you Maybe. agree, Will? Absolutely, but obviously I'm biased because Greaves is my boy. Um, <laughs> but Greaves. yeah, to be fair, all, all the defence. To be fair, no one had a bad game apart from Longman. Sorry, Nathaniel. Longman didn't have a great. <laughs> I mean, Huddleston game. gave away the penalty, so technically, he had a bad game. <laughs> I was in a bad game. He just had a meh game. It was a final sort of players. I thought Longman didn't have a good time, but he hasn't had a good time since he signed permanently. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an odd one that it'll be better next season, I'm sure. Because yeah, it, it doesn't help that he's been playing right wing back. Um, yeah, he's, he's, a played, he's played worse since Shot has come in. So whether or not he's asked him to change his role up a bit and play a different yeah. way to what McCann did. Obviously, um, it just seems coincidental that his dip in form came. I would say, in management. comparison, Coyle's played better since Shotter came in. Yeah, and mm. um, there's, there's there's probably a couple of players you can... Obviously, um, Sean McLaughlin came in shortly before, but since then, I think, as sort of his distribution and the way he passes the ball, how comfortable we seem to be at the back, um, seems to have been a bit better than under McCann. I mean, we can we can go into the changes between Shaw and McCann, on, uh, obviously, a bit later on. Um, because obviously big changes in terms of like Deshaun Bernard came out as well, didn't he? For Alfie Jones and um 
didn't really make a difference because Jones is just as good, etc. I was going to say, I don't think that was a case of yeah. one of them playing poorly. They just both asked, they're both good. No, it's it's a similar situation. I mean, um, I think. Well, so no, actually, we'll move on. We'll move on because we'll do because I was going to talk about like obviously, um, Tom Huddleston coming on towards the end. Um, he only made a bit, a bit of a cameo at the end, but showed us his range of passing as he does. How cool and calm he is on the ball. Um, how much of a cool customer? Do we do, do we do we maybe look back at Huddleston this season and think we probably should have seen more of him, or are we quite happy well? He had that fantastic what twenty minutes against Peterborough at home, uh, <laughs> you know, last year. And it was absolutely and fantastic, yeah. But then he got injured after Peterborough, and then he's hardly he played since. Yeah, That's so why he only had twenty minutes. Mm, so um, if uh, if he'd not been injured, then maybe he would have played more. Say, but it? it's odd though because he's played against Luton. He seemed all right and uh, did some good passes yesterday and almost got the assist for Lewis Potter and did well against Everton. Uh, but so whenever he's played, he's seemed pretty good, but he's just not played that much. But maybe maybe he seems like he's done well, but really his fitness, you know, behind the scenes hasn't been good enough at his age, maybe to do the sort of system that Shotter wants to do. And we've had the younger players, you know, like we've had Slater in instead, and maybe we need more energy in the midfield. So maybe that's why we've not seen him. But uh, you know, it's 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 been a, a bonus, really, just to have him, you know, again uh, for another season and have him involved. Uh, and I'm sure he would have uh, passed on some good knowledge to the younger players. So I think even though he's not played that much, it's still well, nice to have had him. That that Greaves pass out to Coyle right at the death was Huddleston-esque. Mm, you could say that. Yeah, because um, he'll definitely be working on, you know, passing techniques and stuff with players on the training ground, 100%. He didn't. He has had some poor games. Like I remember against Stoke, he did not have a good time as well. Hmm. Oh yes, he, he um, got absolutely torn to shreds. Then he actually. did not have a good time. It, the yes. thing with it is, I think he's just because of his fitness thing. It's just he could never have played regular for us. Hmm. If we had had him maybe two Tuesday, or three years ago, yeah, when we fine. last had him, yeah, if he was still yeah. like he was when we last had him, be fine. But be fine. Few years have been then. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean it, it's, it's hard to tell in it because you don't know if, like, obviously he didn't get injured if he'd have played more and if um, maybe Shotter didn't fancy him in, in the current system mm-hmm. when the match change of management comes. Because I noticed in his um, sort of his, his statement when he left um, that he wouldn't, he didn't play as much as he wanted to and he put change in management as a, as a factor in that. So maybe he's had a discussion with Shotter when he came in and said, look, you're not realistically in 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 my plans for what we're going to do, so you know maybe prepare for you know leaving in the summer kind of thing. I know we'll get on to like the the how he left uh, scenario towards the end as well because it seems like there's been a bit of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we don't know, we don't know how much he would have played if he didn't get injured and whether or not he was a prop a big part of McCann's plans and then not shotters. And but like you say, just to have him at the club for one last season, just to be able to see him in City colours one last time, it'd been it'd been nice for him to have. Maybe got on the score sheet or something towards the end, but um, just to see him playing for City again was just like a it's, well, it's like if, a recall if he had to the been day, the man, it? if he had been the man who'd scored that last minute equaliser after conceding the penalty as well, that would have just yeah. been yeah, because I was gutted for him when he conceded the penalty. I thought, oh no, because I mean, realistically, we all knew this was going to be his last game when it when the penalty when he conceded the penalty. I thought, oh no, that can't it's be not the, the best way, way to end, goes. is it? No, but um, no, Coyle managed to obviously save us towards the end and save his bushes, kind of thing. But 
Uh, so, we're looking back at the season as a whole then. So, like we said, we finished 19th. We're on 51 points. We were fairly clear from the bottom three, um, you know, after spending so long looking over our shoulders at the, the chasing pack. Um, like like we've all said on Twitter, successful season. We'd have all took staying up before the year, wouldn't we? Yes. I mean, at the start of the season, you offer me 18 for new owners. I'll be cutting your arm off and taking it Oh, so you're us. quite disappointed. We finished 19th, Will. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean... Nineteenth was more, a very the good. The more important part of that was the new owners, to be honest. Exactly, yeah. Because even if even if we'd you know gone down and we still had new owners, that'd still be kind of good. Because if we went down with the Lambs again, I don't think that they'd um, you know want to put money in, into the club to get back up. But you know, I think uh, you know staying up comfortably and getting new owners um, who seem to be you know, not only new but you know we seem to really like Ajahn. Um, you know, those are two great things. Yeah, because I mean, get, I think obviously the new ownership was the ultimate aim for every season. Was always we needed new owners. Yeah. Staying up was this season's playing aim, uh, and we ended up with both. So in terms of like, if if you just said to us like we say at the beginning of the season that we'd have stayed up quite comfortably and ended up with new owners and a great new owner as well who seems to have uh, you know great plans with the club and uh, connects with the fans a bit more we would have all sort of been in dreamland. So the fact that it's happened and we've seen it happen and it's there gives us this massive sense of optimism going into next season. I mean, it's it's a long time since I've come into a season this excited. Uh, I know this one's only just finished, but I'm already looking forward to seeing if we sign in the summer, uh, where we go, what our plans are, how we're going to be, maybe a bit more competitive, uh, you know, because the, the, the thought of potentially challenging for the Premier League again in, within the next few years is is great because that, you know, that thrill of, of, of being up involved in... in, in all the focus around it and being on telly a bit more, which is quite handy <laughs> for the mm. for the ones who don't live in all. But um, you know, it's it's getting to the stage you, now where we can actually look for armchair fans. Armchair fans. <laughs> I mean, you subsidised my membership for me. Will I come back next season? How about no. Yeah, I didn't think not. Uh, but it gives it gives the whole fan base a reason to actually look forward to coming back next season. And if anyone's actually contemplating getting a membership, it's going to be. The, the the best position that we've been in in a long time for someone to go actually yeah I do fancy coming back because it's going to be quite decent um, so I wouldn't be forward. surprised either I think memberships will go down in price as well in the summer oh yeah definitely Ajahn, Ajahn has made it very very clear in, in, in multiple statements uh, whatever he puts on social media that the fans coming back is his is, is main aim really um, he, he wants to get fans back in the stadium he knows he's seen what's happened under the previous owners I imagine um, and he's he's re- making a real effort to get like what he did in the botanic. He's making a real effort to get in and amongst it all, and 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 just connect with the fans and give them some reason to actually feel like they're a part it, of the club again and bring them back. It's so nice having someone who gives a shit. Yeah, it's because it's we've not it's had it for so, so long. Nice. Yeah, it's 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 such a different. I mean, it's I, I was asked to explain it on uh, the Forest Channel the other night, and they were all quite negative because apparently everything I've said about what Ajin's done and said. Sounds very similar to what Fawaz did with Forrest. And obviously that didn't go too well. He promised them the fucking stars and whatever, and, and it didn't end too well. But um, no matter how much I insisted that Ajin is, is sincere and different, uh, they didn't quite accept it. But here we are. Uh, he's going to prove enough. us right. Been yeah. Before. yeah, I mean, you've got to be sceptical, aren't you, until he give you... Well, you've got to believe him up until he gives you a reason not to. And so far, everything yeah. he's done has been amazing. So, you know, he's kept his word in, in pretty much everything he's done, so... Um, here we are looking forward to next season. So, 
let's get on to then some uh, awards. And obviously, the, the club did their own um, end of the season awards and whatnot. And KLP basically. Well, those don't count. Ours count. You mean, you mean, you mean Could have won all five. The Hull City, please stay, Keena, please. Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> obviously, he could have easily won all five. Um, but. I, mean, uh, I think he got he got player of the year, supporters player of the year, and actual player of the year. And then Greaves he got young player, and um, who went Longman got goal of the season. Was it against Everton? Yeah, and Jevon Mills got academy player. Yeah. So they were the official ones. Uh, so now we're going to do the to hold them back ones. And obviously, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, before you start that, doesn't everyone want to know what they said at the start of the season? Oh, let's that do that. I, was I thought that'd be a good thing to end. Let's, let's do it now, Will. Let's do it now. I've, I've got, well, I know why Nathaniel wants to, but, <laughs> well, I've got down what position and who we thought was going to be the key player. Uh, okay. so did we all keep, say Lewis Ponsa? <laughs> no, 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 no. So, firstly, I'll start with you, Nathaniel, because guess what? You said 19th. Wow. Lovely stuff. Bad news, you said Wilkes would be our key player. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Understandable. <laughs> I forgot. And, and yeah. you you were close. You were one day, you got 18th. But yeah. fair play, from what I read, you said, you said Honeyman, the key player. Yeah, I mean... You could he, argue. He's... You could argue. Banker, he's been a key player. I played he? it safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Myself, yeah. I also said... You mean he played itself? Wilkes was the top goal scorer. Myself, yeah, but... I said, I said Eves, like Eves. I said 18th. <laughs> I didn't say Eves at all. I said no. Greaves would be our key ah. player. Well, yeah, I think. Which no. I will happily take in my No, biases. we have to take your first answer. Will said that Tom Eves would be our main player this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll say that as well. I'll say that as well. I'm in uh, 19th. I think we did pretty well <laughs> there with the season predictions. And... We did pretty well. Mr. Mm. Mr. Incognito, Jill Robinson. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jill, for yesterday. Um, yeah. Said 20th. Mm. And also said Honeyman. Well, you could argue Joel was right because we would have been 20th had the points deductions not been in. Or well, no, you could argue Joel was wrong. We were really the 20th best 20th. team. So we finished nineteenth, but we were the twentieth no. best team. So, so Nathaniel, are you saying are you saying you're wrong? Full predictions. That's pretty good, though. Are you <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm wrong. wrong. I'm just saying that you don't don't, don't be mean to Joel because that's no, still that's very good. Point. No, we can be mean to Joel. Joel, Joel's only well, he never shows up, episodes. so he can be. Yeah. We can say so we whatever we want about him. If anyone, uh, by the way, if anyone is listening, um, obviously because we are doing these live now, if you want to comment what you said and uh well, well what you predicted for us in the season or you just want to comment on anything that we're talking about at the minute do comment because we can pop them up and chat about them that's Should the I benefit of us doing it live I keep, I keep forgetting we're live um so any, any people of the... listening back later <laughs> yeah so any, any, anyone's watching below. live do comment and we'll try and obviously get them up on the comment channel on the youtube video below or something yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll get a flood us. now of people saying oh i thought we'd finish 19th and klp would be top scorer wow um, <laughs> Good guess. Good guess. Uh, so, so after that, then, because we're all pretty accurate, uh, so we'll move on to like the to Holland back version of the reward. So, um, each one of us can have our say on basically the same categories the club did, and then a, a couple of fun extra ones that um, uh, might be worth the discussion. So, obviously, uh, we'll go with the main one. So, player of the year first. So, uh, Will, who was your player of the year and why? I mean. It's kind of obvious I'm getting like Joel now. Jacob Greaves um, played every single minute of the season. Yeah. Never really put a foot wrong for the most part. 
except the several penalties he gave away. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, can't, I can't hear that from. Did someone say something? Uh, Nathaniel mentioned Was something about um, penalties for from Greaves or something. Oh, I don't know. I, well, I picked the person who won the Young Player of the Year. So obviously, <laughs> the club thinks he's decent as well, Nathaniel. Yeah. Um, yes. Greaves. Okay. Uh, and your reasoning is just because he's played he's every minute and been consistent. Yeah. Okay. He's played every minute, been pretty much consistent. Yeah. I mean, if you play every minute, you must be doing summer, right? For a start. Because hmm. <laughs> what is it? I think only six players in the entire championship did. Yeah. Two of them playing for Hull City. Yeah. Technically, the... technically, <laughs> Lewis Potter did not play every minute. He got subbed off in the 94th minute against Preston. So on the first day. Sure. But so, I, to be so honest, if that was the ninety fourth minute and the game ended in the ninety fourth minute, I guess so that what counts. You, what you're saying, then, Nathaniel, is Greaves is more reliable than Keen Lewis Potter. What I would say is that Lewis Potter Trivial. had even less time than Greaves on the pitch and and still outperformed him. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. So, right. so there was Nathaniel, six players. Who's yours and why? I'll, I'll, I'll go Lewis Potter. Why? Because. No, 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 no. Greaves has been absolutely really fantastic. You was going to do the yeah. Ryan. You Longman say Ryan stick. Longman, I will. I'm not saying Ryan Longman for every single. He he comes up several times on these. In a I spoiler. know which one he'll definitely come up for. Yes, um, the best Ryan Longman impersonation award. Yeah, um, no, because we've been so terrible in front of goal, and if we didn't have Lewis Potter, we might have gone down or might have been much closer to getting relegated. He's been the top goal scorer. He's been the only player who's kind of uh, really well outperformed where they would be expected to be in terms of goal scoring. You know, um, we've had a few players chipping in, but, uh, you know, we really needed uh, him to come up with a bit of magic and he's won us a few games. So that's why I'd go do a spot. I would have to agree uh, only on the basis that we would have been relegated if we didn't have Keenan as part of the season. Um, he's, you know, I, I, it's taken into account as well. Like he was good last season, but he's better this season. And it's in the league higher and in a team where, you know, it's easy to remember this lad's only 21 and he sort of shouldered the responsibility of trying to make sure that he can single-handedly win his games. And that in terms of his mentality to me just speaks volumes about where he's going to be because it's, it's very tough for someone like that to just go, right, no, this, this is it this is my club, I'm going to keep us up kind of thing. Because he's, it, to me, he's much better than he was last season. And it's easier, yeah. to, obviously, to to perform worse than you did in the league below. But he's p- performed better. He's been our main man. Obviously, he's now catching the, the, the attention of Premier League clubs and etc. Uh, but it's, it's, for me, he still needs to work on his decision-making at times. Obviously, you know, the odd 30-35 yarder where he could have passed it to somebody out wide. Um, mm. But you know, that's the selfishness of a forward, isn't it? I mean, and the fact that he's very versatile. We've asked him to play in so many different positions this season and he's done it and he's been great wherever he's been asked to play. He's been played in either either wing back, either wing, number 10 position up front. He's played pretty much anywhere across the midfield. To me, that, that just shows how he's willing to just knuckle down and get it done. And obviously 14 goals, was it 13, 14 goals, something like that. Outstanding uh, in a team that's only scored 40 as well. So... Yeah, I, I, I mean, I could make an argument as well for Jacob Greaves. We all could. I mean, Smallwood or Sean McLaughlin as well, I think, would be notable mentions for 
for their contribution over, over the course of the season and, and Honeyman. The only reason I wouldn't give it to Honeyman would be because obviously he missed so many games at the beginning with injury. And to me, like player of the year needs to have been throughout the year kind of thing, like your consistency over the course of the full season. Oh, well, you've knocked my next choice. <laughs> um, right then, so the young player of the year. So who's your young player of the year, Will? Oh, Brandon Fleming. Mm. Okay. But he didn't play the full season, so I can't pick him. So Jacob He's not the overall player, so I think we're allowed to, you know, yeah. when it's a young player, you can have them fewer. Let's say that. That's just my preference, Will. You can say Fleming if you want to. Why would you say Fleming? What's he done? It is. Again, he's another player Great who's chance. coming to the side. Another player who's coming to the side, not expected we expected to do be okay, but I think he's outperformed what anyone possibly could have expected, to be fair. Um I mean, what was he in team of the season? He was in the team of the month for about three months straight, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he got about seven <laughs> team of the weeks in his first two months in uh, two two and a half months or something in the team. And considering he, he only came in, in January as well, it's like you wonder what the season, what we could have been like all season if he played all season. Mm. I think his his improvement from where he was He's just, he's all around games, especially with his his partnership with KLP out left as well, was really, 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 really good as well. Mm. I think the thing is with Fleming, in any sort of cameo appearance that I've seen of him from um, when he's played in other seasons, because he's always had injury problems, hasn't he? And he's always struggled to get into the side, but whenever he's played, he's always looked exciting and good. Uh, one of the memories I have from Fleming was um, when it was our relegation season, our first one under McCann. Uh, when we played against Huddersfield and we lost 3-0 away uh, and he actually played really, really well. Um, I remember turning to Joel and saying, he's class, he's going to be really, really good. And then we didn't really see much of him the season after when I expected to in League One. Uh, but like you say, yeah, since he's coming inside, he's been absolutely amazing. And it's just his his ability to both attack and defend, I think, is is a rare commodity in today in today's football. Fullback's either good at one or the other. He he He's fairly adept at both like you can trust him to do one-on-one defending whilst he's, he's he's more than capable of whipping in a good ball into the box and, and getting assist and his, his partnership with klp is lethal as well they both understand each other obviously from uh their youth days and, and into the first team their their partnership is something special so i can i can justify you giving that to fleming will what about you nathaniel uh young player of the year well, Young I mean, it's, it's that's a difficult one because there's. I'm not going to give it to Lewis Potter because he's player of the year. I want to give give it to someone else if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, I was going to obviously say uh, Ryan Longman because he's the youngest player, but then you did say Fleming, and I mean, Longman's had a, a proper season at Wimbledon before, so I guess Fleming feels younger. <laughs> because he's not played as much for us, so yes, I, I suppose, I suppose, um, no, let's go, let's go, Longman. Why not? Obviously, oh, you bastard! I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but young player, player of the year. I forgot he was only twenty-one. <laughs> hey, he's well. I guess the, the amount of times I've mentioned him, it's been, it's like he's been a club legend. He's been here, you know, fifteen years or something. So. Um, no, but are you are you legitimately saying Ryan Longman or are you saying I can say what I want, right? So Ryan you No, know, you can. You can. I'm just thinking, you know, you've got Greaves. You, you could give a, a, a legitimate answer or you could give your your answer. Ryan Longman's been one. really good. He's been the young player of the year. <laughs> For about seven games. <laughs> um no, right. Fair enough. I, I like Fleming. Fleming. 
Greaves, uh, no, Greaves. Greaves is young. Greaves is yeah, the second best player of the season. Greaves is young player of the season. Greaves. Yeah. I just said Greaves. Um, obviously, because I gave my main one to KLP. You can't give it to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Greaves, to me, I think the impressive thing about Jacob Greaves is that, obviously, uh, we mentioned before that he played in League 2 on loan. And then he played for us last season in League One. And now he's playing for us in the Championship. So he's literally made oh, so a step up in, in the, the Premier League next season. Uh, well, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> unless it's with us. Um, next season? I was going to do that. Oh, well, yeah, true. Um, but because he stepped up the league tier system, like, like he has, and, and sort of adapted to each league and become a mainstay in the side, again, like KLP speaks volumes about his mentality his character his ability to adapt uh, to adapt to, to to the league because I, I do think that he had quite a, a rough start to the season um obviously everybody did we struggled for, for results but I think he got bullied a lot and he made a lot of mistakes and he, he seemed to be a little bit out of his depth but he, he soon turned that round uh to me that 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 shows that sort of resilience and to get over it and to to, to learn from your past mistakes and he, and he became uh the bullier so he he, he, he sort of wised up a bit got a bit more physical and, and looked at his positioning a bit better and he improved so much more and, and since like obviously switching to the three at the back which I think complements his style of, of centre-back so much more where he can come out with the ball like Maguire used to do and sort of cause problems like he ends up down the near their byline at times like a left winger and it's just it's it's crazy to see like somebody <laughs> so tall legging it down the pitch like that I think Sheffield United did something similar under Wilder didn't they where they had overlapping centre-backs and that but uh, no, Jacob Greaves has been phenomenal. Um, you could have easily given it to Fleming, like we say, or uh, Sean McLaughlin, but I'm sticking with my um, he needs to have played all season mantra. I'm not I'm not going to uh, go against, um, obviously, what I've just said. Um, we've got, um, I'm going to I'm gonna stick a comment up because we've got, uh, someone else is a bit of a Fleming fan. So they said Fleming to oh, me is the most improved. Jumping ahead a bit there. Yeah. Is that a question we've got? Uh, no, it, it probably will be one that's coming up, yeah. Um, uh, we, we've had a few from earlier, actually, that we've not spotted. So Ooh, we've had a few. So Mac, Max Tiger, if you're still watching, he's always a watcher. Cheers for watching, mate. Uh, doo, doo, doo. A few comments about how bad we are against Stoke. Uh, Sean McLaughlin, uh, someone said for um, 25. I don't think he is. Yeah, is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Is it? I don't like, know why, because you, you said the young player, and I was like, "What are you want about?" Well, it's like Doherty and Elder and the, Honeyman are all like twenty-seven. Why am I under the impression that McLaughlin was like twenty-three? I don't know. Well, because he was because twenty-three when so. we bought him, and he's hardly oh, played since. So. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, so I'm just stuck in there. Can... Was not he like twenty-one when we brought him across? I don't know. Nah. I can't have had it for that long. Stop no, avoiding because... the awards. We want to talk do, about Smallwood do, now. Do the, do the awards. <laughs> All oh, right, this is the unsung hero. Oh. The unsung hero. So um, I think right. Will's giving us away. Who's your unsung hero, Will, and why? Could be the the, the king that is Richie Smallwood. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Ashby Mark Two. Yeah, but better. Is that your reason? I'm just saying that to see how your reaction. But uh-huh. well, I, I don't remember. So okay, you, you're you're too you're too young, Nathaniel. Too young. To remember when yeah. you... Fine. I think I think what you say in terms of him being like Ashby is even when you look at it from like in terms of how he's sort of felt within the fan base is similar as well because Ashby always used to be a hated by half and loved by the other half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's now looked upon as a club legend, and now Smallwood's here. He's he's getting the sort of the same treatment. He's a lot of people would be very very quickly to to say, "Nah, get rid of him." In summer, he's been awful. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas he's actually been 
I would argue, one of the most important cogs of this team. Whenever we drop him, our midfield just falls apart. Hmm. We don't have any bite, do we? No. And, and and I think one of the criticisms I used to have for him was his passing range. And I think as the season's gone on, he's whether or not he's gone on. Him, yeah, he's, 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 his ability to ping a, a Diag behind for the likes of KLP or uh, Longman on the other side is, is, has got much better as the season's and gone it, along. And it was nice to hear that Schotter wants to keep him round as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's Good really like he's, he's a club captain, isn't he? I think a lot of the lads yeah. are probably behind him as well. And he's, 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 really, he's another one who's really rolled his sleeves up and tried to sort of take this season by the scruff of its neck and say, no, I'm going to get us out of this kind of thing. And no, I I, I agree with you, Will. I'm going to say Unsung Hero for Smallwood, so we'll skip me. But uh, Nathaniel? Well, I mean, I was Brian going to go Longman. Smallwood. No, no, I was going to go Smallwood. But then I thought, well, we've waxed lyrical about how good Smallwood is for the last 10 weeks of the season. Or so I'm not going to go Smallwood because I don't think he's unsung anymore. Is that... That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, obviously there are parts of the the fan base that don't like him, but I think to be the unsung hero, you have to be unsung. And although at the time that he was still here, we were giving him a lot of praise, I'd go the unsung hero of the season is Grant McCann because we've stayed up. We're congratulating Schotter and the team. Well done. But McCann was also a very big part of that. So I'm going Grant McCann as the unsung hero. You know what? I'm going to allow that because my other choice was Tony Pennock. Oh, okay. Well, he's... Because obviously he's leaving... It doesn't say unsung player. Yeah. Because he's leaving the club. Unfortunately, Tony Pennock. And what he's done with the academy is fantastic from where we were. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad to see him go. No, I mean... um, No, I'll give you that. Uh, I think McCann... I mean, he's one of them in it. Like... I just his overall I, championship I disagree, record but is so, I can mm. not say that he can't have well, that. He, he, although he did well. He, he, did, did, he well. did well. And if we hadn't been in the position, like Schotter almost said in the interview, he was getting towards saying that, that he's kind of thankful that we had a certain amount of points before he came in so he could keep us up. And, and McCann did a good job uh, in the end. In the end. So. They do agree. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe maybe they should come on the podcast and uh, you know have a debate. Oh, but... No, 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 don't don't try and gaslight people like that. <laughs> I don't blame people for not agreeing with you there. No, yeah, well, because I, you I could argue it wasn't. Where, I completely get where you're coming from. The three-five-two is the sort of McCann. If McCann changed to three-five-two on purpose, then maybe it would be more justifiable. But no, I don't think may- so, Maybe no, the unsung no, hero maybe. is the player that crunched Louis Coyle, so he had to go through at the back. Maybe, I don't know if he got He's injured in the game, hero. but yeah. whoever it was that... Who forced the formation change, yeah. Yes, it's, it's him, yeah. <sighs> Louis Coyle's uh, ankle or something is the unsung hero. Uh, Bax is not a bad shout. Yes, but everyone sings about I think him. Everyone wants him, to get, everyone wants him to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say Bax is unsung. Yeah, I'd agree with Nathaniel because I think whenever Baxter plays, the, in- the entire fan base loved him. Obviously, we did um, uh, the, the League of 72 feature where we, we spoke about how he, he fully intends on being uh, challenging for a place at Chelsea, which, you know, is, is, is admirable. But given Chelsea's situation at the minute, you don't quite know what's going to happen there. So. He might, he might actually have a a good chance at that, but hopefully we bring him back permanently. But no, I don't think he's not Baxter was unsung. He's not coming back. Unfortunately, I think we're going to definitely try. Yeah, 
Anybody else? There's a chance, but class the adjunct in the pub. Yeah, no, I'm, I kind of got it. I didn't go to that. That game would have been great to go to just for that experience in the pub before, and then the goal at the end of the game. That would have oh, literally yeah. that would have been worth the admission fee totally. Um, but I'm going to have a look at membership prices next season and see what um, see what I can justify doing. See if I can get. You looked at membership prices at the start of this season, bought one, and they never turned up. Because I changed jobs and I ended up working weekends. Will There's, there was there was a. And no excuse. That that is the next. That's the most valid excuse you can have. Um, right. So, unsung hero. So, Rich Smallwood from me and Will, and then Nathaniel going with the out of the box suggestion. Of Wait, Grant McCann. Can, can I shout suggest out, another out? To another to more strange one. Well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to well, Tony Penny. Well, technically, if Andy Cannon wins promotion with Stockport, he's been unsung by us, and he'd be Stockport's hero in the National League. So. Maybe that's another one to look at. You're going too far now, Nathaniel. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got, our, I think this is quite similar, really, but uh, most improved. So mm. a player who maybe started the season quite poorly and ended it strongly. Um, have we got any, any, any names to throw out for that one, Will? They didn't start off poorly, but no one expected anything of them. And I didn't want to say Fleming again, so I said Sean McLaughlin. Because mm. no one, let's be honest, no one expected anything of Sean McLaughlin when he first came into the side. And I imagine most people were like, oh, I'm not sure about that. But like Fleming, he came to the side and he's just been nothing but consistent. And his partnership with Greaves and Jones slash Bernard, they've just been a perfect back three for what we've done. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I would tend to agree, Nathaniel. Yeah. I was going to say Fleming, but I thought, well, he's hardly played. I and mean, I was going to say Longman because that just I gives did. him another another award. But yeah, I, but then I, I just thought, as before you said, McLaughlin, I think that's probably a good a good shout because he did play last year. He's played, you know, for two years and uh, I didn't expect him to play that well. And when he started playing so well, it was like a bit of a joke that, oh, Sean McLaughlin is the brick wall of... Sean McLaughlin, and, and then he did become a really great player. So I think that's a very good shout. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I was just scouring through my head then at other players I could probably say, other than McLaughlin, but I can't justify saying anybody. Other than, I mean, I could say Smallwood, but for some reason similar to the fact that he was an unsung hero. But um, no, like you said... Smallwood was that... ace all season. What are you on about? Yeah, he hasn't improved at all. He's just stayed at the ultimate platter. The, the fact that McLaughlin sort of came in from being what most people would have considered being like a fourth, fifth choice centre-back. They'd have never chosen him to start. And then coming into a back three and being as solid as he was and proving how good he is on the ball too. I know he's made a couple of poor errors um, where he sort of lashed at a pass, but that's going to come Bristol wasn't good for Sean McLaughlin. No, that was a poor... poor Actually, can I change my opinion to something half, half complimentary and half derogatory? Eves... Or at least my opinion of Eves has been improved because, you know, the last two seasons I've thought, oh, Eves is rubbish, and he had been and rubbish. Wrong. Where, well, yeah, but but then this season I thought he, I thought going into the season, oh, Eves is rubbish. But he's, when he's played, he has put an awful lot of effort in. He's been a very good, useful player. So actually, I think I'm more happy to say Eves. I didn't yeah. think of Eves because for me, he's always been an S. Yeah, well, that's delusion. So, <laughs> oh well. Well, we've yeah. got someone who agrees. He's uh, uh, 
Ah. Maybe more system than anything, but he keeps going, doesn't he? Gets a goal here in there. Fleming most improved, though. So, so they say Fleming has the most improved. <laughs> but yeah. um, with the special mention to Eves, I think the thing is with Eves is we all knew what he offers us. He, he, yes. he's, he does do non-stop running and, and, and everything like that, but we probably wouldn't have had him starting above McGinnis when he was here um, or as a lone striker because I don't feel like he does that role very well. But since he comes into side it, this season, especially around the January time, he was pivotal to to the way we were playing and he mm. has played very well whenever we've asked him to, apart from like his bit of a brain fart against Huddersfield where he essentially lost us the game. But um, he's other than that, he's been he's been great all season. Um, obviously, we'd like to see more goals from a striker and that's probably the biggest criticism of Eves as a Hull City player. But in terms of performances, you couldn't get much more out of him this season. I don't think he's been um, reliable in, in terms of, you know, grafting and pressing and trying everything he can to try and get that goal. It's just, you know, missing a bit that look that bit of quality in the in the delivery, I think, at times. I think set pieces have had a lot to do with um, a lack of headers and whatnot this season as well. Yeah, I've got another Eves-related comment. Eves has the best goals per minute ratio in the whole team. Mm. Yep, he last season as well. Yeah, he always, he always seems to, to be honest, because he doesn't really play that much. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the problem with Eves is, and I think we all know this as a fan base, that to get the best out of him, you've got to play a more direct way and you've got to get a lot more balls into the box. And we... You've got to change the way you the play. Last, yeah, the last two seasons, we've not done that. And, well, mm. since we signed him, we've not done that. Because when, mm. even the season we signed him, we had Bowen and Grisicki. Um Grisicki liked to put the often crossing, but Bowen would always cut it and shoot, wouldn't he? So... You know, you, you can't sign a big striker like that whose who's aerial ability is his strength and then not put the ball in the air. It doesn't quite work. It's like what Liverpool signed Andy Carroll and then kept trying to play on tiki-taka on the floor kind of thing. And it's, Ben Teke. You know, you've, yeah, you've, you've got to play to their strengths, haven't you? And, and we haven't done that with Eves. I think he's much better when he plays as part of a front two and um, depending on what Shorter plans to do next season, I don't think he's realistically going to do that with us. I mean, um, I could easily get you a, a Gillingham fan up who can tell you about how much they love him because he was a goal machine for them because they played to his strengths, obviously, in League One. But we had him in League One and he didn't hit them kind of heights, did he? So, yeah, I think it's, Eves is a frustrating one in terms of we'd have loved to have it worked out better, but unfortunately hasn't. Uh, the next one then. So we've done most improved. So our best signing and why, Will? Well... I put two options because I put two options because I was thinking I'll put down a loan and a permanent because mm-hmm. both of them need to be talked about and what they both. Of course, um, Nathan Baxter has been well. Him and him and Ingram have. I can't believe we've had such good like a duo of keepers. I can't think of the last time we had a great duo of keepers that were constantly swapping out as a team. Mm. Um, and I think Bax, I think Bax of being there, being as good as he's been, has pushed Ingram to be better as well, as good as Ingram's been recent in the past. Um, and it is such a shit, because he, Bax always comes across like he loves being here as well, or he has done anyway. And just that, it's such a shame that we'll never see him in the City shirt again. Yeah, well, you, possibly we might not. You know, we were, we maybe were. ten years, um, but he's passed. Um, yeah. Uh, my second choice is I'm, I'm just going to say it as it as the fans would say it. Fifty grand, fifty grand, Regan Slater. Mm. Fifty grand, fifty grand. I say, fifty grand, fifty grand, Regan Slater. Played football the city where. 
yeah, it's hard to argue with the Slayer one in it. Do, do you do you no agree with me, Will, that he seems seems a, a a better player this season than he did last as well? He seems better every game. It's better every game. Because he's managed to I dislodge Greg Dockey, who which Sheffield United thought he was only worth that much. It's mental. Yeah. You can yeah. imagine there's a few add-ons, probably, but um paying like we say, paying an initial fifty grand for him is still insane. You'd have wanted a bigger sum and add-ons realistically, wouldn't you? If he was, if he was with us, it, it makes you wonder because we was after him in the summer and we couldn't get it through. How where would how much different would the team have been if we'd had him all season? Mm. Yeah, that is interesting because Dockett has not had the greatest season, has he? And no, he Slater would have probably played a lot more. And obviously, he's actually just he just reached fifty appearances as well, didn't he, Slater? Which for us, yeah, yeah, which is mad considering he was he was on loan with us last season and then only signed in January. So he's played yeah, a lot. And he didn't play he that many times last season. I know it doesn't seem like he played a lot last season, did it? But somehow he's managed fifty. Um, I mean, I'm not quite sure how the maths in that, but it must be correct. Yeah. Because the club said he's it. Come on, off the bench a lot, I guess. But yeah, I mean, um, I can't, I can't disagree with that. That's a, I couldn't choose between the two. Too good mm. shout. Uh, what about you, Nathaniel? You can just say one, or you can go well, for Will's version. Oh no, no, no! I, I'm going to explain that. Well, there aren't many signings that we've made this season, like a huge amount of them that have actually played an awful lot or done very well. I won't go Bernard because you know Jones has been really good, and I can't for go sake, back. Nathaniel, can't go Baxter because he hasn't. <laughs> well, no, no. I think maybe Slater is the best kind of deal we've made for fifty grand. That's great, but. I, the reason why I will say Longman, obviously, it, and no, I am going to get these kind of serious, is that he's, I think he's played the most of any of the signings we've made, possibly. And, you know, if we didn't have Longman, who fitted in at right wing back, because we had Coyle and Emmanuel injured, someone else would have had to go there. And we didn't have Slater at the time who's played there. So we would have had a real issue. And, you know, he's come up with a, a, a few decent, important goals uh, you know, we got him for quite cheap and, you know, he's still a, a very good prospect. Um, I'm very surprised that we got him in January. So I don't think saying Ryan Longman is the best signing we've made is is that bad, especially you if you're probably, only choosing the ones... Around and if say, you've been here all year as well. You could probably say that Longman was the better for. winter signing and then was not a very good January signing. Yeah. Well, yes, January uh, the, best, loan form. the best loan signing has been Ryan Longman and the best permanent signing has been Slater. He's still that? what the best loan signing. Well, yeah, because he's played a whole, he's done a whole lot more than Baxter did. Because Ingram, you know, has been really good as well. So even if we didn't have Baxter, I don't think the difference between Baxter and Ingram would have caused a huge shift. I think Baxter is better, but Ingram's. I think that's you know, poor Ingram. He's he's good. He's going to get promoted to the Premier League soon, possibly. So. With a harsh introduction to loot and life, for him, I'm just right? trying to find a loophole in each of these awards to give it to Ryan. You know, <laughs> well, the viewers, Sorry. The viewers know the I mean, Bernard had a good time as well, and I think we were underrating him a bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, it's weird because, because I think in terms of loan signings, we've actually, barring I think there's only been three loans that have ended up working out for us realistically, and that was uh, Bernard. Bernard Baxter and Longman for the first half of the season were all very good loan signings, but the rest of them have been quite dire. I think Force has been poor, Walsh has been non-existent, uh, Syed Manesh is, is, has turned out to be quite well, but he's going to turn into a permanent signing. I, I don't know. We, we, it's been it's been a hard one this season because also like 
it was it was hard for us to recruit in the summer, wasn't it? Because we had the transfer embargo and we couldn't spend money. So, you yeah. know, the likes of Randall Williams, I, I thought he was quite a decent player. Injuries kept him out the side. Well, I maybe the I forgot about Williams. Out. Yeah, we've got so many players that uh, Andy Cannon signed for us and then we sent him George out. George Monica, uh, yeah. Andy yeah. Cannon was a absolute McCann signing that was never mm. going to be a shot at. I never understand that one because what happened is we signed Cannon, who'd just come from Portsmouth, and Portsmouth replaced him with Ryan Tonicliffe. Now, I don't know how good you know, he is really, but Tonicliffe had played for like three or four championship clubs. Why didn't we just sign him? <laughs> don't get it. Well, I can't answer that, Nathaniel. No. no. Cannon, Go I think Cannon has found his, his uh, level in National League. What, you mean getting promoted to the Football League? Yeah, uh, Big Dish. Go on, stop that. mentioned for Big Dish. Well, they just bottled it almost. They've lost 3-0 to Wrexham, so they might not even be going up now. The Ryan Reynolds... The Ryan Reynolds team on the way yes. up. <laughs> I'd love to be owned by Ryan Reynolds, but we've got agents. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my signing of the season, I'm going to have to agree with Will. It's going to have to be Slater, just for the terms of uh, value for money, uh, his potential, his age. Everything yeah. comes into it. Um, he could easily be here for another five or six years, and we would still be getting him to his prime and seeing him get better every season. And the fact that he's currently at a level where he is now, that, that he's dislodged Greg Dockett, he was so good last season. Um, shows you know he's he's come here with an intent to start every game because I I worried that when we signed him in January he wasn't going to get much game time, but he's literally kept at a performance level that's that's in sort of insisted almost to the manager that he has to be in and around the starting eleven all the time, mm. and I have put him in my team predictions above Dockey pretty much every every game since January. So um, you know he's, he's huge potential like we say, and for next to nothing really we might as well sign him for free. Um, re- Unreal bit of business, and Sheffield United must be looking at that going, mm, I think we made a bit of an error there. Um, well, whoever, it might not be if they get Premier League, to be fair. Whoever negotiated yeah. that sum could have probably got a bit more. But uh, yeah. The, the no, way we're talking, I mean, we've got a lot of good, exciting players that we can look forward to. But, I mean, we keep talking about all these great players we've got. How can we finish 19th? Because <laughs> we've got players that have got huge potential, but they've not really reached well, it yet. We don't have any strikers, that's why. Yeah, and, and no one scores goals. Because if you realistic, if you look at our record, um, this is something I've said multiple times on other pods. It, the only thing really that stopped us from being a mid-table side is the fact that we can't score. Our defense yeah. has been fine all season. Help, not really. Barring the Bristol City game, we've not got battered, and the Bristol mm. City game was because it didn't matter. Um, and tactically, I think we got it all wrong, but. Over the course of the full season, if we'd have had, say, a striker on other than KLP and a striker through the middle who's on 10 to 15 goals, we'd easily be about 14th, 13th. There would have even been questioning relegation from like February onwards. But it's just the fact that we've we've sort of hit struck out with strikers this season that we've ended up in the situation well, that we have. So I know that since Shotter came in, we actually have been, I think the table says based on since the moment he came in, the table since then we'd be, I think, 15th. Yeah. So we we have improved. Yeah. And I think we've improved defensively since Shaw's come in as well. And and mm-hmm. defense was probably one of our strengths before he came in too, so he's made us slightly better in that respect. Um and obviously we just need to find that bit of quality in the final third now and 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 a goal scorer up front alongside hopefully KLP who stays and and we'll be a bit of a force next season but yeah. Um so our biggest flop. This one will be interesting because I think you could probably say about four or five different people. Uh, I think five. I've okay. written five names. I'll give all five, but I'll pick one in particular. Right. So, okay. Marcus Force, hmm. 
Uh, Liam Walsh, George Monk, uh, and then I picked two players who didn't join us this season. They were already here. Um, Josh McGuinness and Malik Wilkes. Now, I think Wilkes is a bit... He was injured for a lot of it. Feels a bit harsh. Walsh has only played 10 minutes, even though that's appalling. That's almost not enough to even call him a flop. It's not his um, fault, really, is it? Yeah. He was signed because he had a good free kick against us that didn't go in. Um Moncair, I have no clue what happened there. He seems a bit... I don't know what's up I don't think we're playing him in the position that he naturally plays in at all. We're I'm not sure, playing him. I'm sure that he was a left winger when he played for yeah. uh, Luton. And we, we never played him there, really, did we? we something about him... There's something about him I don't like as well. I don't know why it is. No, not, nothing against him, but I don't know why it is. Marcus Force has done nothing. But for me, Big Josh has been fucking shocking for us this season. He was dreadful, wasn't he? Poor guy. And it really upsets me because I really liked McGuinness. And last season, he had a great season. And this season, he just couldn't do it. He just I, could not. I, I feel like, because he got promoted with us, and, uh, you know, he, he's played for Bolton in the Championship, and he's got promoted again with Wigan. I feel like he's yeah. just, like... He's going to be desperate to find another League One team. Otherwise, he's he going like to have another dreadful year. Is, in the the, is he going to be like the League One Mitrovic? Yeah. Yes, he is. Um, yeah, but yeah, he he's got that many goals at Wigan. I know he? he hasn't, but yeah, he's. Um, yeah. I think Will Keane's blown him out the water. He has. Mm. Fair play to him. Um, I think the penalty against Peterborough just says it all for McGuinness's time this yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, McGuinness was poor this season. Well, you... I'll go on. Go on, Oh, okay. Well, I'll go. Uh, biggest flop of a player we had last season and Ryan biggest Lohman. signing flop. No, we didn't. Um, well, biggest flop, I guess, from last season would be Wilkes, who I thought was con- apparently I thought was going to be the key player. Um, I mean, you know, we, we've mentioned his name in almost every podcast, especially like the first half of the season. Just. Just shocking, just in all every regard, just terrible. And you know, it's a shame because he's a young player and he just you know bad attitude and he's got the the talent, but we just don't see it. We've said it all before. And then uh, biggest flop signing wise was Forsh because I thought he was going to be an absolute revelation. I, I was amazed we'd signed him, um, and you know, come in with a really good record and uh. I, Yes, Jinx, and um, then scored one goal, which he almost missed. You know, it was a tap in, and he almost hit it over the bar. So, I don't think uh, ever played the football that he he liked playing. To be fair, no, I mean, we. Why, why, just why do we keep signing strikers that can't play up front by themselves, and then no. play them up front by themselves? I, I, My God. I, I was like, under the impression again, like like Simmons uh, Moncair, that Force was a winger. I'm sure he was a right winger. No, and I thought no, that's no, how no, no, he's a striker. But because I'm sure I saw him yeah, playing out wide for Brentford whenever I seen him play, but I mm. don't know. Maybe he just drifted out there. Yeah, God knows. But yeah, no, Force was quite poor. Uh, McGinnis, we play him up front, and he's a target man. But even McGinnis's hold up play and Aliar's, you know, more of a yeah, winger, Force, like Force and you know, just dear me. No. And I, I, we I, used I to play Will Keane up front by himself in the Premier League, poor guy. I got told off multiple times for criticising Force. And I just thought, no, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it now. I'm not saying anything. Because I love it. my Scandinavian players and, you know, he's Finnish and that's a great pun as well. Yeah. And then, Greg yeah. Dock. 
Doherty was another one I was thinking of, but he's not been awful. He's just sort of been average. So yeah, because I think I think the thing with Doherty is that because of how good he was last season, we we expected him to sort of, especially in the absence of Honeyman, we needed him to step up and be our you know our our late run into the box midfielder that grabbed a couple of goals and whatnot. Um, I just think that. I thought for the first half of the season, Doherty was okay. He wasn't terrible. But then from January onwards, he just, I don't know, even when he came on off the bench, he was, he seemed way behind the game and, and just not, I don't know. It's it's tough because with Doc, I, I think we maybe asked him to maybe play a different role. And that's why we saw a different side to him because I think he had more license to attack last season than he did this season, but similar to Wilkes probably. But um, Doherty was a consideration of mine, um, but I'm going to stick with the same one I said for Football League World, and I'm going to say Malik Wilkes. I'm going to agree with because uh, I just I like mean, like, like the final say, you've, you've always his... had an agenda against Wilkes. I have no Malik Wilkes agenda. He was good last season. He was very obviously he was our top scorer. The thing is with Wilkes is he has phenomenal talent, and his potential is through the roof. His attitude and his willingness to reach that potential, however, is obviously a problem because at whatever side he's been at, Barnsley fans couldn't stand him. And I think now we're seeing the reason why. And for me, the way he started this season, like he was, he he completely changed his playing style. Like I can't see, like we had, we had this discussion with Baz on the episode, didn't we? That he seems stockier. He seems bigger. He's playing with his back. He regressed, didn't he? Yeah. Halfway through last season, he added what we wanted to this game, you know, uh, good decision-making and he'd actually cross it once in a while. And then completely just went back to that. Know, went off. back into his shell. Yeah. And I know he's, I know he's been injured for the vast majority of it, but for the first half of the season, he only scored three goals. And for someone who scored 22 last season, I know it's a step up. You'd have expected him at the beginning of the year to have contributed a bit more, and he didn't. And that was obviously a big part of why we struggled at the beginning of the season for the me. One, the one too thing much I'll give, on his shoulders. The one thing I'll give Wilkes is this season, he scored that last-minute goal against Borough, which mm. made the Borough fans fight each other. So yeah. <laughs> he's always got a plus there for me. That but might that get later. I watched. I watched. Um, I watched. I know what you're going to say because he should have squared it to he should have squared it, and he and he made it look so difficult the way he put the ball in the net. But I was watching Nathaniel's um, goal montage, um, mm. which he put on Twitter. Which, if anyone's watching, is decent. Uh, we've only got forty goals. Thank you. He, he did it in two parts. Uh, and and Wilkes is t- uh, against Borough came up, and obviously the first one was that fluke off the post onto the keeper into the net. And then Wilkes is to seal it in the last minute. Now he could have just shot and put it in, and he decided he did some weird chop it's inside. Unnecessary skill, wasn't it? And if he was going to chop like he did, he should have squared it because that was what yeah. that cut inside was for. And he did not so put it good. in. Obviously, he scored, and this is an absurd. See, he can't complain. He scored, man. But it was just the, how difficult he made it. Was, was ice in his veins. Manic Wilkes lives life on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> But we needed more. Malik like Danger Wilkes. Oh, yeah. I I do miss Wilkes being good though, because he means he doesn't do any interviews, which are great. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like our, our front three last season, KLP, McGinnis, and Wilkes scored like what was it, a, a fifty plus between them or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then this season, we've only had KLP who's really stepped up and actually scored goals. And I know Wilkes has, like we said, been injured and not played for quite a while, but. Like the beginning half of the season, he didn't really look like he was going to score either. He was he, his performances were poor. He wasn't really in games, and we felt like we were complaining about him a, a lot. Uh, and McGinnis, the same, um, was so poor. wasn't doing the things that he was doing last season well. It was all it was. I don't know. They didn't. 
carrying momentum through for some reason. It just, you know, we well, expected, we needed more from Wilkes. And the reason I think we've not scored that many is because Wilkes hasn't performed. After Keen Lewis Potter, who's our second highest scorer? It's Longman or it's Honeyman in Long. it? It was Honeyman on five, Amen, but Longman on five in our competitions. I can't believe you didn't say Tom Eaves. Well, it's thinking? also Eaves on five. He's also Eaves on five, yeah. Yeah. But that so just shows how different, how much different he's been from last season, how we've only had one play against double figures. As if he thinks he's the fair player player in the team and doesn't have to do with the hard yards when we need 11 players to fight a game. That was my criticism at the beginning of the season. He's like Grzycki, but just not as good. So yeah, you can't get away with it as much. At the beginning of the year, when we were playing that 4-3-3 that we played last season, uh, KLP and Wilkes had the license to sort of stay up front because realistically the quality that we were facing meant that we had enough players back to deal with it this season when you're playing against higher caliber of players we didn't get away with that and we were punished regularly for it when we went on that barren run after the Preston game where we couldn't win uh it was a big part of that I think and Wilkes when asked to trap back was you just you lost him in the game because he obviously didn't want to be doing it um and when he did do it he just sort of half-assed what he was doing And, and I think that's why it's so frustrating with Wilkes because you know, if, if he really put his mind to it, he'd be a phenomenal player. And he'd probably be touting it, you know, Premier League teams would be looking at him. And yeah. you just think he's wasting his career because he can't. He's not willing to, 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 you know, grind for the performance levels. He should be looking at KLP this season and thinking, actually, I'm that quite good. Look what he's done, yeah. Mm. That could be me with him, alongside him. We could have been on 14 each kind of thing and we'd have been safe. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating with Wilkes. I think that's the... The, the, the label for him is is just frustrating. And I wouldn't be heartbroken if he left in summer. I, think I also spent enough time on Wilkes. If he stayed. Yeah, yeah come on this podcast Wilkes. this whole season. Can we ban so we've got Wilkes? one comment from Teton, who is obviously a Forest fan, um, thanking us for, <laughs> for scoring in the last minute. Um, no worries, Luke. Uh, uh, I'm hoping you stay down. I'm, you know, just, just, just for your fans. <laughs> That's actually. nice. Yeah. He's given his his precious time by listening to our podcast, and you treat him like that. Yeah, well, Poor guy. The, the fans on Twitter have been barraging me for two days straight, so um, I'm 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 out of sympathy. Uh, so that was biggest flop then. So goal of the season, um, another one that I think we're going to have to mute Nathaniel for. Will, what was yours? <laughs> well, it was one of two. Both of them were score against. I'm sorry, Luke Nottingham Forest. Um, yeah, KLP against Forest away. Was a cracking goal. Overrated. So was your goal, but whatever. Um, and then obviously yesterday's thunder bastard from Louis Coyle. <laughs> okay, I, I feel like the, the Louis Coyle one, tongue in cheek, and your serious one is the no, first. no, 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 no. The well, it's what the goal meant. Seeing that goal go in and everything. Yeah. yeah. Perfect, and the context, perfect. All right then, Nathaniel, yours. Well, uh, best goal in the whole... Well, best goal in the league may be Ryan Longman against Bournemouth because the one against Bristol's good, but then he cuts in, you know, Eve's assist, cuts in, beats two Bournemouth players, you know, late in, on, get in the game. Eve's assist, top, <laughs> top, top corner, banging celebration in front of the away fans, you know, wonderful. But uh, that goal against Everton, like I, I've never felt so much vindication you know, Ryan Longman putting one in the top corner against the Premier League team, you know, in front of the cameras and the, the magic of the FA Cup. Absolutely it was fantastic wonderful. How wonderful. That goal made us lose 3 2. I know, it took us, took a Premier League team to extra time. So, you know, what's your tone? 
Kelfie <laughs> against Posh, I think, was better than both. Obviously, I agree. Yeah, that, uh, that was a good against Posh was good. Kelfie's got a couple of a couple of blinders this season. Uh, mine goal. would be the Longman goal. Mine would be, and it's because I'm a huge fan of these kind of goals. Is the Tom Eaves one against Swansea now? That was my better. other thought. Yeah, the whole the whole good. excitement of the takeover and the new manager and the promising of attacking football and whatnot and the the new style when he came in and the ticky tacker short passing move it was brilliant all game like all that first half anyway against Swansea was absolutely amazing and um I just remember watching the ball go from side to side into the middle Smallwood as well rounding about three players being comfortable every player with passed there at one point yeah it was one of them goals where everybody touches it it, it was it was crisp every pass was forwards it meant something and then the cross from Fleming into the box and obviously Tommy used to top it off anyway I just, it was one of them goals that I just love watching they're my favorite kind of goal you can smash them in for 30 yards anytime you want like them kind of goals where it's a whole team effort the passing the movement you know the the, the effort to do it to me sort of wins that that's what I voted for in the actual one as well, well that's well, the goal there. you want to score every week every game yeah isn't it? you would love to see that every week yeah, yeah. yeah. But and that's the kind of goal wrong. that Swansea liked to score. So it was kind of like mm. annoying for them because they pride themselves on being a possession team and whatnot. And we we sort of turned it against them, which was quite quite interesting. So that was mine um, with a notable mention to um, KLPs against Nottingham Forest the first time round because that, that pass from McLaughlin alone was just fantastic. Yeah. And the way he took it down was first class. You know, it's not an easy pass to take down that off of you from over your shoulder at all. Um, so... Uh, off the sort of the season ones then. So we're going to like podcast related ones now. So um, our favourite guest. So if anybody listening has, has been a listener of us for the throughout this season, if you've had a favourite guest, I mean, there's comment. one answer here. And if anyone picks something else the wrong, I'm sorry <laughs> to everyone else who's been on it, but the correct answer is Phil Brown. Well, yeah. I, I was considering, is he a guest or is he like the, you know, a, an interview person? Just, He's a guest. Different. He was a and guest he was on the, the best, He was a guest on the podcast. He got oh, yeah. He's obviously Phil Brown. Guest. It was fantastic to hear from him. Yeah, and, I mean, and he was so good with answering the questions because sometimes you get people and they're not really, you know, too invested. But he, he was great and he, he gave us a lot of time. So yeah. Also, fair play to Phil. He's out there keeping Northampton down. I love that he helped <laughs> yeah, Bristol Road yes. because there was batshit promotion. You know. In- uh, idiots will say that it was the seventh, you know, goal Bristol scored that uh, got them promoted. But intellectuals will say, uh, was it Josh K for Barrow? I don't know who it was, but it was the goal that made it three-one. It, it was Josh K. I think he said on Twitter, "If any Bristol Rovers fans want to fund his holiday or something." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I'd have to agree. You can't, you can't go anybody other than Brownie, can you? I mean. I just think that, that I mean, obviously viewers didn't see beforehand, but we had massive technical difficulties. We're trying to actually get him onto the stream, um, which if you were watching the episode and were wondering why he always had his phone to his ear is because he initially wanted to stream it on his tablet, oh, yeah. but it wouldn't work on his tablet. Like he was just completely muted and we couldn't hear a word he was saying. He said, so I can do it on my phone, but my my phone speaker's buggered. So I can't hear you. So you're going to have to talk really loud. So I was talking a bit louder. But when it got to the point where we were asking him questions, he's like got his ear to the camera like this. Hmm. That's why, because he, he had to do it on his phone when he didn't want to. Which is, well, which is... Let's let's say face though, all of our guests were wonderful. Yeah, and we'd I mean, be delighted to have you back if you're listening. It's, it's always nice. It's always nice answer. to have. It's always <laughs> nice to have Baz on. It's always nice to have Baz on. Uh, yes. You know, he gives us honest. Um, 
especially the first time when he was telling us about like how the alarms banned him from mm. the stadium and how it, you know, yeah. it was nothing to do with him. And you know, um, his, his honesty is appreciated as well. Um, Paul Woodford from the um, uh, head of the SMC, that was a good one. Um, and then we've had obviously a few fans on that. The announcer, you know, the what's the announcer called again? Steve Jordan was a good one, yes. yeah, that was, that was a while ago. Azul. Yeah, John. South great. Stand Solo. It was nice when Leon. <laughs> so was, we've had we've had sp- quite a few. I was speaking ones. to I was speaking to Lee Walker yesterday. It was nice to catch up with him. Yeah, as well. Yeah, we'll try and get we'll try and get a few of you uh, the fan faces back on. Obviously, I think I'm I've got an, an idea for an episode in the summer that we'll might have a few on. So. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for that one. Uh, so I think that was a unanimous one for Phil Brown. Then, if anybody comments uh, their favourite, we'll, we'll we'll show it up as well. Uh, favourite game uh, and why? Will I narrow it down to three? Um, <laughs> just by I'm I'm, I'm going to pick one at the end of it. Don't worry. And okay. I picked Blackburn at home. The takeover happened that night. Obviously, it was an absolute shambles with Bradley Dak and Co. Uh, that's been one of um, my favourite nice subplots. Uh, they've been shit ever since that day. Um, so and my, my second one was Bournemouth away because Bournemouth were flying high at the time and everyone thought we were going to get smashed. And fuck them. 1-0 smash and grab, perfect. And obviously the last one, that because I'm recently biased Forest yesterday, but the actual winner is Blackburn. The Blackburn game because of everything that happened right up to the lead up with the takeover being announced, the atmosphere was probably the best it's been at the KC in years that one night, and the performance on the day as well was top class. Yeah, all good choices, Nathaniel. Uh, well, it's been mentioned before, but I'm going to go Middlesbrough at home. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's really satisfying when you win a game you don't deserve to win. Because I think their striker Spora, that you know, they the Middlesbrough fans love him for some reason, even though he's woeful. Um, he had like four sitters, missed them all. Uh, you know, we, we scored that you know great kind of fluky goal uh, with Lewis Potter and, and Wilkes in, in the rain. You know, should have squared it to Eves, and you know, it took him ages to score. But I um, mean, the last four games we've had against Borough have all been great because um, we had that last-minute winner with Wilkes last season, and we've had Lewis Potter scoring the late goal this season. That game when Jordi Device was playing left wing because we had the ball for the whole second half, that was good. Um, but yeah, but Burra and... Um, I forgot the other thing I was going to say, but... Um, oh, and then they scored. They scored an equaliser, which was disallowed. And then we went up the other end and scored the second one. So I'm going to go with Osprey at home. Blackburn with another mention, same as you will. And then I'm going to agree with both of these comments. Um, mine is Preston away. Oh, that's wholesome. First game of the season. Obviously, there was no fans last season because of COVID and everything. Um, me and Joel went. Um, you know, it was just nice to be back at football kind of thing. And um, yeah, the Eves back heel as well, obviously, a notable mention to that. That was beautiful. Um, and then obviously we went one nil down, and you're just thinking, oh, here we go. Um, McCann back in the championship kind of thing. Why did we get the bother getting promoted? Yeah. Yeah. And then KLP decided to put in a masterclass and uh, sort of put them right to the sword, and we ended up beating them. Smallwood goal. Smallwood goal. Uh, Andy Cannon goal. 
grass cutter into the bottom corner, collector's item of an Andy Cannon goal after the Eves back heel. Uh, McGinnis with a rare goal from this season uh, with a lovely cross at the near post. And yeah, it was just it, that that whole experience, that whole day was it was great. And obviously our biggest away win this season as well. Um, it's it's one of the games because I've only attended four. I went to that one, Blackpool, uh, and then Swansea and um, Reading at home. I'm, I'm going to give a notable mention to Swansea as well because, um, you know, that was like sort of, you know, Shorter's first game and I took my daughter to that game. So, like, I don't know. It, I, I was watching Air Shout come on Tigers. was It nearly made me cry kind of thing. Like, I'm taking my Aww. next generation to the game kind of thing. Yeah, it was it was quite sweet. But, no, favourite game was uh, was Preston away for me. Like, also, amazing. Swansea's a weird one because I'm pretty saying all of us in the podcast were out of that game, which is a rarity. Yes, and we all yeah, met yeah, up. Yeah, we were. Yeah. It was very nice. Yeah, yeah, we was. I, me, me, my mum and my sister came as well for the first time in Yonks. So, yeah, it was. I think the Swansea game was the game as well, where like all the stands started chanting together for the first time in God knows how many years. That was like a a, a beautiful moment as well when we started doing the where it's the East stand, West Stand thing. Yeah, it was. It was, it was yeah. Sort of also like it felt like we get Shout out to I can't remember if it was Reading or Cardiff, but whichever game we finally got shots to shout to wave at us. <laughs> it was a uh, Reading one. It. He did. He did you, against Reading. Was you yeah. there, Ann? I was, I Redding, was yeah. there. It was Reading then. Yeah, mm. it was Reading. Um, okay. Uh, favorite moments. This can be um, a goal, a game. It can be literally a moment in a game. Your favorite moment of this season and why, Will? Right. So we're two 0 up against Coventry. And ah, yeah. an obvious goal. It's definitely going in. Fuck you, Jacob Greaves. Causes blocking the ball with the back of his head while it's still on the ground. Ridiculous goal line clearance I've ever seen that causes the most soul I've ever seen from a fan base for a goal goal that's clearly proven to not go in. I forgot about that. That was absolutely fantastic, I must say. That is still my favourite thing I've seen this season by a mile. I can't believe it happened. They They were not very. Because it looked, for all the well, to be fair, it was in. And then when you see the goal on technology, which has it without a paper width yeah. <laughs> off the line, I don't think I've seen a like, better goal than Clarence. It's got the unorthodox way that he did it as well. Like, what was it with he the back? He's with his back. away from it. He blocks it with his back and then he falls over. Because the, the, <laughs> he, he blocks the first one. Yeah. Uh, and then... It kind of it rolls forward. It's yeah. still, yeah, it hits back uh, Ingram or, yeah, and then it keeps going. Greaves and then he blocks it net. again with his head. It's mad. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Grease is in the net. I mean, his foot is probably touching the, the net. <laughs> yeah, as Atron yes. put himself on Instagram afterwards, the ball oh, had a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. That was a good one. Yeah, it's, good it's difficult. It's always difficult to find because there's probably like a moment from almost every other weekend that's, you know, could be, yeah. Uh, the moment of the season. But, so. I can't but forget what, that after that. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that was that was a very good moment. What about yours, Nathaniel? Why? Um well, you know, it could be the kind of ceiling win against uh Cardiff or, you know, um Ajin coming in, but uh I love myself a deadline day. And the I think it might have just been the the rumour, it wasn't the announcement, it was the rumour that we might be signing Ryan Longman on a permanent deal, which was my favourite moment of the season. 
well, no, because fine if you'd said again the Everton girl there. But yeah, to say, but that, oh, he's signing. The the fact the fact that you know because the 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 um yes yes that's another great image. Actually, um, Birmingham was absolute shit house masterclass. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does Baxter because him scoring the Everton goal was great, but he, he you know, he's going to leave still. But you know, he, he's here forever. He's here forever. He's never going to leave. So until he does uh, for Real Madrid, and um, yes, yeah, so Ryan Longman signing on a permanent deal. How, how about that? That's fine. I, I can say that. Of course you can. Don't mean it's you right. Say it. it doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, no, because you might think I'm insane, but. Yes. Obviously, obviously, Ryan Longman means a lot to me, so it's of acceptable course. that that could be my moment of the season, even though he's, you might think, objectively, he's not the best player. I just thought you, you know? might have gone for one of his girls or something. Oh, no, no, the fact he was here to stay is, is more important. Um, mine's probably a bit of a cop-out, but I can't physically bring myself to say anything other than the takeover. That like it's something we've Boring. waited for so long. It like it, just January entirely. Yeah, I don't like, think of that. Yeah, I don't think of that as a moment. I just think of that yeah. as like a. It was like ten weeks. weeks. I remember because at Blackpool, we, we we went to Blackpool. Where didn't we? Will me, you, and Joel, uh, and I went and had like a couple of nights out around Blackpool because it was my birthday on the second. Was but that, that was really when was, like that was the last yeah. game before I was announced on it. Late, late December, it was announced that it was pretty much going to happen within the next week or so. And I remember when we went to Blackpool away, it was just the atmosphere in the in the pub before the game, the match. Everyone had turkey flags. It was. It felt like it was actually going to happen for once. After we'd had like so many weeks of it's going to happen in the next two weeks or whatever, it felt like it was actually just about yeah, to it happen. About, it was then, about a week and a half later it happened. Yeah. yeah. We, we we obviously we obviously lost to Blackpool, but the day itself was class and like the, the atmosphere on the fans knowing that the, the the taker was kind of impending, and then the tweet itself. Like I can just remember being at work and um, popping up and Twitter and and seeing the the official tweet saying Adjun Media. Uh, had yeah, taken I can't over. remember if I was in Botanic or the Clarendon, but wherever whichever one I was in, I just remember it like everyone's suddenly just the, you could tell. Even yeah. if you were looking at the, the way that the energy just changed. Yeah. I mean, we've we, we suffered for so long under the previous regime. We don't need to go into it because everybody knows. But no, for, for the amount of time that, that we dreamt of having somebody take over, and even if they were, you know, not necessarily the greatest of owners, if they were better than the Alams, it was it was sufficed, you know what I mean? And we've ended up with somebody who's absolutely amazing. And, you know, the form in January, like, you know, we, we did them a couple of wins against Black. Blackburn and Bournemouth and Swansea on a row and then we got a new manager and it just everything felt like it was finally changing and that you know we were actually going to look forward to something again and, and just that relief that I felt when I saw that tweet officially announcing the takeover was just brilliant and then the Black, Blackburn game was beautiful wasn't it it really was like it was fitting for the first official game from the takeover on the day I think it was announced wasn't it in the morning um yeah Great stuff, great stuff. It was we'll the morning, it was about six o'clock that it actually got confirmed. It's quite yeah. late, like um, wasn't Yeah, it, it was, it was because the they literally, because we were on TV that night anyway, and they actually interviewed Adjun at the game, I remember on Sky Sports, before mm. the game happened. Mm. Um, I'm not going to lie, Ant, I really thought you was going to say seeing your daughter walk out and see the KC for the first time. No, do you know what? That was. And I'm very surprised in you. No, because I, 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 I'm very annoyed with that video because the stewards ruined it because 
I asked the stewards before I did the video if they'd mind just standing towards the side so I could sit in the middle and record as she walked out past me. They're like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then instantly, as I started recording, they both stood directly behind me and I like couldn't move anywhere. So that the camera veers off to a side because I'm kind of looking at them like, what are you doing? And then as she's walking down the tunnel, I miss half of it because then there's loads of people coming out at the same time and I kind of didn't get the video I wanted. Obviously, I, I know what, what the look was on her face kind of thing, but I couldn't capture it on the video and that was really frustrating. But, I'm, just, know, trying was, to, I'm just trying to purposely one. throw a spanner in the entire podcast, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um... no, it was special, you know what I mean? Because I remember going to my first game when I was around the same age. So the fact that, and especially considering how, the in-law half of her family are Leeds fans and we've kind of got that, that city... She, she's infatuated. You managed to convert. Yeah, I've got her. That's it. We've we've got her now. She she hates Leeds. She sees Leeds now. She goes eh, because she loves the Tigers. So I, I, I've won in that sense. So yeah, that 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 was a that was a special moment. I do I do appreciate that. Um, good shout. Uh, but like I said, that that video just it it, it ruined it for me. Um, I think that's it for what I got noted down in terms of uh, discussing. Well, we could uh, go through the contract situation if we want to. Uh, yeah. Well. I mean, Shotter said, didn't he, that all the lone players are going back. They've had mm-hmm. had a word with Manu, um, or going to, I can't remember which one it was, about um, Dishon, but it looks unlikely that he's going to come. I think Bernard's actually just tweeted out from what I've seen. Um, so it looks unlikely that he's going to come back, although I'd love him to. Um, Huddleston was confirmed, obvi- well, from what it seems, by Shotter on BBC Umberside, um, because Huddleston's post after the game was like, oh, nice to know, kind of thing. So it seems like there was a bit of miscommunication between the club there that, you know, didn't let Tom know that that was going to be his last game until he found out from Shotter. Well, um, I get that. Surely, because did you think that was going to be his last game? I I was pretty, I I would have put a lot of money on it being his last game. Yeah, Daniel, did, did you think it was going to be his last game? I would even go as far to say that Huddleston should know. That it was his last That game. was my thought because I'm sure every fan in that stadium thought he was coming on for his cameo for his last appearance. Yeah, yeah but you wouldn't. still deserve your professional courtesy to be informed. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, but the thing is, Adjun had, not Adjun, um, Shotter had said during the midweek he'd already spoken to all the players who had contract That's situations. What I thought. That's so what I would have thought it would have come up on that, yeah. that those conversations. But Huddleston's tweet makes it out that he didn't have that conversation. Maybe Huddleston's just a drama queen. Maybe. I don't think he's that, to be fair. <laughs> um, out of the loan players, then. So, obviously, we signed Longman permanently. Um, Baxter, it looks like we're going to go back in for. Force and Walsh have been confirmed that they're not coming back. They're going Yuck. back to their parent clubs. Simon is staying, probably. Simon will probably yeah. be signing in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I've just got Bernard's tweet up, actually. So, Dishon's put a big tweet out and said, um, it's been a pleasure to play for Hull City this season. I'd like to thank everyone involved, especially the fans, for their constant support and memories I will forever keep. Wishing you guys the best in the future with a few pictures. Oh, um, nice. I mean, he might get in Man U's defence at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they are blaming Dwyer since he's been out the team. They've been just as bad. This, you know, Champions League winner, Varane, who almost gifted Brighton a couple of goals. Uh, but it's a whole City podcast. We'll stay off Man U as... as funny yeah, as terrible, it is. though. Um, I'd like to have seen Bernard come back next season. Um... We don't you know, need him, do he's we? Young, if but... he's just going to be back up. Well, it depends, because if we're going to play three at the back, we we will need a couple of centre-backs, won't we, for cover? Well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, know that, ones than Bernard, I know that I remember seeing someone 
uh, mention uh, that West Ham and other Premier League teams were looking at Bernard, which doesn't surprise me. Oh, for God's sake, is, is West a young, Ham fuck off picking City players is, up? He's a young right, English player, comfortable on the ball in defence. He's going to be coveted, and he's similar to Greaves, to be fair, but I think Greaves will have at least another year with us, hopefully. Uh, KLP, I'll ask you, uh, everybody who's, who's watching this, uh, comment if you think he's going to stay or go. Uh, will, what do, you, what do you think about KLP next season? Is he going to be here? Give him all the money. Give him all of the money. Yeah. Shotter wants him to stay. Adjun wants him to stay. The fact that they both want him to stay suggests that surely they're going to offer him something decent to keep him round. I think it's a no-brainer that they're going to offer him a contract. It's just whether and or not he's I going think, to say yes to it. I think, I think he will be in the Premier League at some point, but I think it's just slightly too soon. Hmm. I do think he needs maybe... One or maybe seventeen more seasons at Hull City. He, he won't um, think that though, will he? No, he won't. But I think he's he's younger than obviously Bowen was when he got to his the way he was at City. But I think he needs one or two more years, at least another one, at least one more at City. To sort of keep improving, because if he goes, because like the teams he's been linked with, like he was been linked with, was it? He's been linked with Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham. Teams West like Ham. Tottenham, he's not going to be playing. Yeah, he won't West all Ham West Ham. Maybe a bench. Brentford might he might play on, uh, every he now might and then. Play at Brentford, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like if in order for him to keep improving, he needs to be playing regular football, and he will get that on some of those teams. I mean, what I would ideally do is if he's going to leave, ask for a loan back. Mm. I mean. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because we, we we asked Baz, didn't we, when he was last on, and he seemed pretty certain that we're going to lose KLP this summer. And I think it all it's, comes down to the fact that is he it's his last year next year, isn't it, of his contract? It is, yes. Yeah. So it comes down, doesn't it, to are you going to sell him for what you see as his max value this summer, or are you going okay, to sell him for a reduced fee in January, or let him go for free in summer? When realistically, he's not going to want to sign a long term contract here because he's going to see his future in the Premier League. So if you say to if you offer him a contract this summer now and say, believe in the process, we're going to try and get the Premier League in the next three or four years, but he's got an offer on the table that says, you can be in the Premier League now, he's realistically he's going to go, in he? I agree with you that he needs more time to develop, because I think he's got a lot of his game that he still needs to work on before he's, he's Premier League standard, because Bowen showed that he improved every season, and KLP's doing that at the minute, but Bowen did it in the Championship every season, whereas KLP's only had one year. So if he plays to a similar standard next year, you know, and gets more goals and a better team, you know, you're looking at trying to push maybe 17 to 20 goals this time, then he's showing ready improvement. He's, he's getting better. He's, his finishing's getting better. He's making better decisions. But I just don't want him to go and then sort of fade into nothing. Do you know like players do? Like, I saw Jack Clark playing for Sunderland in the playoff semi-final in League One. And when he was at Leeds a couple of years ago, he was like the next best, best thing, kind of, you know. It happens. These players sometimes go to the Premier League too early and then, Timon did it, didn't he? He went to it was Stoke at the time, wasn't it? And then ended up Stoke, in MK, yeah. uh, MK Dons in League One. And you just don't want to sort of see him waste his career potentially. But I'm 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 pretty sure that from what Baz said last time that he's got people around him that are, are, are pretty confident in I hope he has. um you know sensible decisions, um making sure that if he does go, that it is the correct decision and that if he needs to stay, then he will stay kind of thing. So I, I think the KLP one's going to be a tough one that we'll just have to keep our eyes peeled on it summer because I yeah. think we'll definitely obviously offer him a deal. It's just whether or not he accepts it or what kind of money we get in from somebody else. 
I don't think it. I don't think Lewis possible necessarily think or decide whether to go to the Premier League or not, whether he's ready. Because you know, uh, it could happen that you know he gets. There definitely will be a bid in for him. Um, I mean, and if he wants to go, uh, you know, that we'll probably have to accept the bid if it's big enough, um, because we can't keep him here if he doesn't want to stay. I think it'll just be. Um, He'll be confident in his own abilities, and so long as it's not to, you know, Spurs and is to Brentford or a promoted team or something where he is actually going to play, then uh, he probably will go. But I just hope that if he does go, then unlike with Bowen, it, he won't, you know, leave us halfway through the season, and uh, we would actually be able to uh, use the money wisely because, you know. With the money we get for him, we could sign a few uh, a few quality players, really, for yeah, the championship. Yeah. But the difference this time round, obviously, is going to be that, like when we saw Bowen last time, the money wasn't reinvested, whereas this time yes. it will be. Hopefully, uh, which which is obviously the hmm. the only positive to if KLP went kind of yeah. thing, you could get easily four I, or five championship standard players from his. his I think feet. he will go. I don't want. I, him to yeah, go. I I think he'll go. Obviously, none of us want him to, but I personally do think that he'll he'll leave in summer. Uh, what about George Honeyman then? Because obviously um, we're offering him a new deal. Um, I personally think that the change in system since Shots has come in hasn't benefited Honeyman whatsoever, and yeah. I'm quite worried that he will get an offer from somewhere else. But like, is the system we're using now the system we're going to be using in the summer? Yeah, that's the question. Well, next season, I don't think it is. It. We're going to sign fullbacks. We're going to play four-three-three. I think. Yeah, because at the beginning of the season, well, when Honeyman came back into the team. McCann's version of the three-five-two allowed us to have like a, a a sort of a triangle in midfield with uh, Smallwood and Doherty holding, and then Honeyman is at number ten. Yeah. Uh, Shotter's version has like two in that sort of attacking midfield position rather than out wide, where KLP and Honeyman operate. But Honeyman's pushed further out wide, and I don't think we get the the late runs into the box that Honeyman had at the beginning of the season when he was scoring goals. Like, he scored five goals this season. He scored more this season than he did last. Mm -hmm. His late runs into the box were so dangerous and he he, he sort of catapulted us into into some form in this system. And it's like we found his golden position. But since Shot has come in, I don't think he scored, has he? So, Mm -hmm. you know, we've kind of seen him isolated on the right-hand side and I don't think we're seeing the best of Honeyman in this system. So, like we say, it depends on what, what he plans to play next season. He did say... Uh, 4-3-3, didn't he? Yeah, it's coming here. He did say that 4-3-3 was his preferred formation, didn't he? So if we resort to that, then maybe you get the best out of him again. But... Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Will? Do you think he's staying? Do you think he's going? Staying. Yeah, because they have offered him the deal, haven't they? They've confirmed. I think Honeyman will stay. Because it is, is, does his contract expire this summer? He'll have a. He's um... one of the ones that has the extension available. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he'll definitely be here next season because they'll they'll extend it if not worthy. But it's a, I, I mean, he deserves a new contract. He's been arguably our best player for the last two years. So you know, if anyone deserves a, a bumper rise, it's him definitely. Um. So let's talk about the. So the, we're happy with the loan players' situations rather than you know we want Baxter to come back kind of thing, but unlikely that he's going. It's not happening. Um, so Huddleston's confirmed gone. Um, is there anybody else that's been confirmed to leave? Uh, don't think so, not really. There's just Aliar in there that we need to 
either confirm or deny whether he's staying or not. I think Wilkes is a, an interesting one because Shotter said he wants him to stay. He wants to keep him, yeah. But will Wilkes want to stay? And yeah. will anyone want to pay a reasonable fee for him? Well, I thought the comment was interesting. We'll go to Peterborough, though, right? right? Yeah, hopefully. He's off to Peterborough with McCann. This is the obvious choice. I mean, yeah. the the comment from Shotter was something like, "Want it?" He was like, "I want him to be here, but we need him to want to be here too." So that sounds like, he, obviously, since Shotter's come in, that he's Wilkes has expressed some desire to maybe move on in the summer. But I mean, I it's one of them with Wilkes. I wouldn't be bothered if he left, and I also wouldn't be bothered if he stayed because. I'd be quite happy to see him try again next season to, to sort of hit the ground running again and, and try and get back up to those levels we know he can be at. But if he moved on, I also wouldn't be gutted because he's been another example of a player that had, you know, astronomical potential and sort of never realised it with us, which is which is a shame. But uh, what do you guys think? Is he staying or is he going, Will? He's going. He's going back to ground. But well, uh, Peterborough need to replace Dembele because they weren't able to replace him in January. They'll sign uh, Wilkes and probably. For League One, Wilkes is a great choice because he's shown yeah. at League One level he can be a very good goal scorer. He'll be a strong sense. side, Peterborough, so you probably it, get him. It, it makes sense goals. for him to go to his manager who had a lot of faith in him. Maybe the only manager that does. There's a couple of championship clubs after him, though, as well. The, the Birmingham and Middlesbrough were apparently looking that at him. That surprises me. It nah, really surprises I, me. Though. I don't necessarily... It might not even be true. I mean, The Middlesbrough knows? one does, because I'm sure they use a three-at-the-back system, so they must be planning to use him as a striker, because they surely mm. can't be planning to use him as a wing-back. Um, but Birmingham... I can see him going to Birmingham. I can see that there being some truth He's going in that to one, Peterborough. But, we all but, yeah, he'd, he'd probably go to Peterborough. Grant will want He's him back, he? He's Grant's love child. He had him at Donny, he had him with us. Grant likes signing all his former players, doesn't he? So he might come back for a couple of <laughs> a couple of hours. Um he could take uh Cannon. What uh, Randall Williams is an interesting one, isn't it? Because um he's unlikely to probably feature next season, depending on again. Because I actually liked Williams in what I saw of him. He's very fast, which is a, a huge plus in this league. Be a good backup. Yeah, if we play the four three three, especially because he's 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 quite adept at cutting in on his left, isn't he? But yeah, it probably that probably depends again on the Wilk situation and stuff because we'll probably see a couple of players go out on loan next season that he's not really fancied. Uh, trying to think about anybody else. Uh, was we can always come else. back. We can always come back to this because there will there'll be lots of summer signing. Yeah, news, yeah, sure, we, can, sure. we can always mention something different. Uh. I think we've pretty much covered most stuff then, haven't we? So, next season... Um, we're not doing predictions no, yet, are we? We're not doing predictions yet, no, because we've not, we've oh, not thank made God. any form of... No, no, no. I was going to say... Best. I was going to say, like, are we expecting a, a lot more... 21st. ...season next season and and probably a top-half fight, hopefully. Um, so, this, it's going to be a very win. interesting summer. I think um, we should all try and... Enjoy the summer because it's it's the first time in a long time that we're probably going to see quite a bit of money spent because I, I'm sure he said eight to ten players he needs, um, which is going to be some 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 active window. Hopefully, he gets them in early because then they get a preseason and get used to everything and you know are a bit stronger. And also, has anything else been mentioned about the fans that are going on this five star holiday? I think they might have changed it to doing like four trips now, maybe. Oh, because I've not heard. 
any the whole fee, city plane uh, has appeared, so I think that they're yes. going to announce something soon because there's a. I think that's struck a deal, Andy. Yeah, with with one. Yeah. yeah, but it's only with one aeroplane, isn't it? Bernie said that they might have switched it to doing several trips rather than one one go, which would probably be smarter. Which will make yeah. more sense. Yeah, yeah, and probably not in June apparently, because otherwise you'd end up with like a whole airport section just full of full city funds, wouldn't you? Yeah, it'd be a mess. <laughs> but yeah, that's that'd be interesting to keep an eye on, see how that 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 unfolds. Um, and uh, podcast related wise, um, obviously we've got our new um SXX website. Uh, store so we've got the hoodie we've got um a, a snapback cap now and also these tops are still available uh similar to um the shirts the the other items will also be contributing money towards andy's man club which is in case you don't already know a uh, mental health charity for men they offer support groups for people who are struggling and you can go in on a monday night and basically chat have a safe space to do so and you know kind of offload any troubles that you've got uh, so it's an amazing charity to contribute towards and we're pl- proud of doing so um the giveaway which um <laughs> was active for four games i think it was and we didn't get a single correct um score prediction so uh we've changed it now so you're going to get a guaranteed winner on the next one because all you need to do is basically the same step on the next of... one what in august no I'll, I'll announce it in like the next week or so um but yeah, I, I, I announced it quite late yet this today so it's not really a chance to get a momentum but i'll share it about again uh, it's basically the same steps as the other times, but instead of predicting the score, you just have to show us that you've subscribed to the channel because we are uh, devilishly close to 200. Um, so if we can get to that 200 mark before the end, before the start of next season, that'd be brilliant. And um, all I've got to say really is, is, is thanks to everybody who's listened to us because from last season to this season, we've kind of, uh, the numbers have jumped up a lot. We've received a lot of support from people. So if, if, if anybody enjoy the pod or you don't enjoy the pod and you want something to happen, do tell us. Uh, I do encourage uh, full uh, sort of feedback because nothing can change unless I'm told about it. So if you want something adding, try and let us know and we'll see if we can incorporate it. We've got a couple of guests that uh, want to come on that we'll try and do so. We'll try and figure out some sort of um, way through the summer because I don't ideally want us to do nothing until the next season, but it's also hard to do episodes when there's no football. So we can't do the World given Cup. No, we can't do the World Cup this time. So um, we'll have a look. I'm I'm, pro- I'm I'm planning a big episode of of, of some way, shape, or form that will get a few people on. So um, I'll see if I can get that in the works. Uh, and then, obviously, thank you to the sponsors, Six Yards Out uh, and Candy King, um, who we encourage you to um, obviously visit the websites at least and, and give them a go because they are fantastic in the support that they've given us this year. Um, and I won Podcaster of the Year. That's very important. Uh, took it off Will. Snatched it from the jaws of Nathaniel. Uh, he, he was catching me up towards the end, um, which is quite. I was watching honestly. I was watching like the last tw- twenty-five minutes of the poll, and you your bastard. your percentage was, was creeping like, up behind yeah. me. It was I, no, it was only. I didn't even know out it had been. The poll was over. Quite frankly, and I also did not know it had been posted. I think there's a conspiracy right there for a start. I do, yeah, Shit, yeah, you uh, do. Well, I don't, yes. I don't need to, to be fair. I, Just because you finished level with Joel. I won this poll by a lot. It. it doesn't matter. <laughs> so cheers for anybody who's, who voted for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so other than that, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, it's going to be an interesting summer. Hopefully a good season. Uh, we will be back um, for season three of the Hotel and Back and hopefully a couple of new additions to sort of spruce up how good it looks and... Uh, uh, I'm looking at a new intro, possibly as well. 
So uh, cheers for everybody for listening. Cheers, Will and Nathaniel, as always, for joining me. And uh, I will keep your eyes peeled, obviously, on the giveaway and our social media channels for whenever we're next doing an episode, when and if that happens. Uh, But cheers for listening and goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.